when you got traded to the Rockets, talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I know. I know. Beyond trash. From the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, Film sessions and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is February 9th, 2023, and this is episode number 611 of Barry on Deck. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Uh, but if you didn't know, that was John Wall talking at the beginning of the show there. Did anybody hear that when I put his, uh, did that even work? I did that last second, so I don't even know if that worked. Uh, but my goodness, what a crazy, crazy day. Uh, in the NBA, what a crazy less than 24 hours in the NBA. We're going to talk about it. It is uh NBA trade deadline. It just went down at two o'clock. That was the trade deadline. You'll hear some deals trickling in here and there, uh, because they'll have, um, you know, some agreements that won't get announced just yet. And some of it will be attached to, uh, to the, um, uh, deals that have already been made. So there'll be some more trickling in and out here uh, when the show uh, is going, but a lot of deals going down. This was one of the craziest trade deadlines in the NBA that I can remember in a really long time. In fact, I was trying to, all right, what am I going to do? How am I going to add these in? And uh, I, I was just like, I, I can't, I can't like make visuals for all this. I can't just, we'll just use a website. Like this is just too much damn work. So many things going down. Some pertinent to uh, us Houstonians and Rockets fans. Some just pertinent to the NBA. And the West is now, uh, has been changed dramatically. So is the East in a lot of ways. So we'll get to all of that. Um, let me see here. Oh, shoot. Okay, got that. All right, all right. I got a couple of uh, trade trackers up that we can use. And, um, heck yeah. Yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. Uh, Donna! Appreciate you. Christopher Reyes says hi from Chili's. What are you what the hell are you doing at Chili's? What are you doing? Uh yeah, what's up, AR Platinum? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I need to uh try to focus on those. Those are I need to sit down one day and make like, I don't know, 30 of them so that I can post every day, but two a day is too many, bro. I can barely do two and 
10 days. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a busy, fun day. Tomorrow, we're going to spend time on the Super Bowl. I promise I'll have my picks ready to go. I'll have my um, uh, Laminator 5000 and the gambling ready to go so we can break down all of that. Uh, but today, probably going to be a little more NBA-ish. I know a lot of you don't care about the NBA, but we got to talk about it a little bit. We'll probably spend most of the time talking about um, what I think is maybe the two biggest deals that most of the people that watch this show would care about. One would be uh, the Rockets trade, and then the other one would be Kevin Durant. So we'll spend some time on those. Um, you know, if there's others we can discuss, I'm sure minds will pop in and, and want to know about the Raptors. So we'll break that down if we need to. Uh, other than that, man, let's have a, let's have a fun show. High drop! <laughs> Thank you for the 500 bits, my friend. <laughs> Excuse me, not a COVID cough. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. Uh, what the, f- oh, by the way, I almost forgot. How can I forget? Uh, we have a guest today on the program and on the show. You've probably are familiar with it pot appreciate you donna said no king james talk Eh. yeah i mean we can talk about him breaking the scoring record we didn't get to that uh yeah Uh, i mean what is there to say what is there to say congrats good i mean you know like I don't know, like, I don't know what, like, Donna, what would you, what would you assess? Like, what, how would that, oh, she said, I don't mean, I, I mean, I don't care either. <laughs> yeah, that's always the thing. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how many people spent, like, multiple, and I'm, I mean, on radio and maybe on this too, but I wonder how many people spend, like, multiple segments or maybe even an hour plus breaking down LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring leader. I'm just like, what can you say? The dude's been at it forever. It shouldn't be a surprise. He's one of the greatest of all times. Congrats to him, and that'd be it. But people are probably like, remember when he scored 17, but it was really should have been 18. It should have happened a shot earlier. Like, what the, what, what? No, nobody gives a shit about that. Uh, by the way, geez, thank you, Joel, uh, Potch. Thank you for the, uh, Joel, thank you for the 50 bits, my friend. And God dang it. Just like that. It's a good thing. I went and got my shot. Over my conductor. I don't like wearing it like that. I look like one of those, uh, like you know how when you see like celebrity photos with the paparazzi bits and they're they're out and about, like they're like, oh look, it's Ashton Kutcher going to the gym. They always have that one weird-looking dad hat, and it's, they always they're walking around like, Ooh. or they'll have like, oh look, it's uh, it's uh, uh, uh it's Halle Berry leaving yoga class. And I swear they always said they they must like have like one celebrity hat. 
that everybody can use, and they all just they all like rock it the same way when you see it in people or in uh, what's Heck it called? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Oh my god! Heck yeah. <laughs> My gird. Patrick Randall with five. Five gifted subs. Holy shit. That is so dope. Oh my God. Who got him? Who got him? Rolling season got a sub thanks to Patrick Randall. The Jay Rizzle got a sub thanks to Patrick Randall. The Boston Sports Dork. That's a great name. Got a sub thanks to P. Randall's Z. Roshi, Roshi, Zrashi, and uh, Daniel Eagles Fan 52. If that is your real name, the buttons aren't cooperating. P. Randall, thank you for that, buddy. I appreciate the five gifted subs. Oh my god, it's insane. Hey, Hugh Dad. Oh shit, we're at level three of the hype train. Let's get this shot flowing. Let's get it going. UTAP said, Dab Dizzle. That is so dope, P. Randizzle, man. Thank you. Um, thank you all for getting this hype train going on a Thursday. By the way, I know that we do a three hour Thursday for Patreon. Uh, we're going to do it tomorrow. So tomorrow will be the private hour for Patreon members. We're not going to do it today because, because Jeff. I've got a guest today joining me on the program in the four o'clock hour, the third hour, that is. Uh, you guys know him as Forensic Tilts, and my guy Forensic is going to be joining us. What a weird number! <laughs> going to be joining us on the show in the four o'clock hour to talk about his channel and what he does and the Super Bowl and everything else. I've been trying to get him on here forever, so uh, I'm. <laughs> number what is the significance of the number thank you for the 1053 what's the what's the random ass number what does that mean is that like your passcode to your uh voicemail is that what that is is that now i know i just got to get your number and i can get all your voicemails hey you guys thank you all so much for this level three hype train 78% in. Thank you for the gift themselves. Everybody, thank you for the biddies. Ivan, thank you for the 1,053 random ass number bits. I appreciate y'all. I love you. Thank you so much, fam. Cheers, everybody. Oh, just spilled it. Oh, that's so good. I got. Oh, gosh, yeah. God, that's so good. I don't have a napkin. I'm just going to I'm gonna use my hat as a napkin. Uh, that's how much he's going to lose on his bets this weekend. Donnie, you're such a jerk. Donnie's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, don't bet on it. Listen, folks, if you want good gambling advice, go to Trent with Book It Sports or Chelly God, my guy Forensic Tilts. Uh, the best gambling advice, though, I saw in the chat one day, do the opposite of what Ivan does. You'll always make money. So there you go. There's a gambling tip. Hey, uh, Cunningsling. Cunningsling? 
Cunning Zlinka. Hey, thanks for the follow, Cunning. Yeah, I haven't said fade me all day, every day. I love that somebody was like, if your squares are touching his squares, you're fucked. You're so screwed on your squares. That is so funny. Hey, what's up, Rudy Rod? All right, let's do the shit. Let's get this show rolling. We got a lot to discuss. Tons of NBA uh, trades going down at the trade deadline. Some involving the hometown team. Some involving superstars. Um, and then we've got uh, you know some other stuff to get to. Sports headlines of the day, which was weird. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll I've got like a couple things to discuss. Just kind of personally, not personally, and. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it, like we always do for three hours, just kicking it. But we always start the show with the shout. Uh, damn. If you're new and don't know what that is, that is the shout out. Why am I hooked up? I'm caught. Some the fuck is going on? What the shit is this? There's something red on my shirt. I don't know what that is. It's the shout out to the chat. And um, that's where we say hello to the people to make the show possible, to make the whole thing a go. So let's get to that. The cunning lingus. <laughs> I see you, B-Randizzle. I wonder if that's what it was. Was that, his th- was that, uh, is that your name? Is that what your name was supposed to be? Was the cunning lingus cunning sling? I don't know. Uh, thank you guys for the hype train, by the way. Six gifted subs, B-Randizzle. And uh, 2,041 bits. <laughs> a bad day at the office, man. Thank you guys so much. And by the way, it's Thankful Thursday, and we'll get to that too, I promise. But let me say what's up to the chat. Uh, Brian said, on time today. Thank you for noticing, Brian. I appreciate that. Stream Elements is here. What's up, Stream Elements? Uh, Alan Denson got in early. He said, well, look at that. Yeah, I, you know, Daddy just was trying to get it together. It's not, don't count on it. Okay. Uh, Aaron J. Bryant's in early. What's up, buddy? Jeff Bell made it on time. Thank you for being here. Cisco, what's up, man? Cisco said hi from high. Headphones in because I've been switched to the big office upstairs, and HR is the next office over with her door open. Uh, yeah, don't you don't want to, you don't look, I'm not an HR friendly show. This has never been an HR-friendly show, so uh, if you know, if there are people that are easily offended in your vicinity, I highly recommend headphones as you listen. Uh, Alex Villanueva is here. What's up, homie? Good to see you. My sweet, sweet Donna is here. I mentioned P. Randizzle. Where's the deck? Who's Barry with an E? Kiss my whole, whole entire ass, P. Randizzle. Uh, who else is here? Potch. What's up, Potch? Welcome home, John Wall. Can you believe this shit? We'll get to it. Hugh Dab, what's up? All my real friends are here. That's what I'm talking about. Night about in that raggedy bitch. How are you? Uh, FJ, what's up, pimp? Good to see you. Papa Bane in the building. Hello. How are you, my friend? Who else is here? Ivan is in early. That was nice to see. Perry showed up. What's up, Perry? Jen is here. Hello, Jen. Jared Taylor. What's up, family? He said, what up, what up? How are you? Um, Perry's at work. That's good. Lurking. I appreciate you. Thank you for the lurk and, the and uh, you know, the work, I guess. I don't know. Um, that was weird. Chris Reyes, what's up? From Chili's, we got AR Platinum showed up. It's always nice to have the AR Platinum in the building. You know, big time YouTuber with a silver play button. I'm proud of you, bro. That's that's amazing. Good for you, man. I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm proud of you. What's up, Amos? You were not second. 
Not close. What's up, Flip? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. Heartthrob. What's up, Philip Bernard? Uh, who else is here? Brian Pettit. How are you? How was your show yesterday? Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Brian. Let me get through the chat and I'll fill you in on what happened yesterday. It was pretty intense. Uh, I'll explain why in a, in a minute. Hello, Joe Hernandez. How are you? Mark G. What's up, Pip? I hope you're sober. I don't know. <laughs> CC said ditto. I hope you're sober. I don't know. Alan Denson, I got who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, CC's lurking at the gym. Okay, that's a weird place to lurk. Uh, what's up, Uriel Villanueva? Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Who else? I uh, got FJ Hugh Dab. What's up, Roland? Look at Roland season saying thank you for the uh, gift of sub, pimp. Yeah, P. Randizzle's a man of the people. That's what he is. John Dory, how are you? Jeff Bell, thank you for being here. Savage Rips said four goat. Yeah, Forensic Tilts is the man. Uh, always fun. So I'm looking forward to this interview. It's going to be a good time coming up in the four o'clock hour. Uh, who else? Truck driver Pussy is in the building. He said, what's up, deckheads? What did I miss? Um, uh, you missed just uh silliness and craziness to start the show as per usual. Rudy Rob, sanitize, wash hands, social distance, back the fuck up. Although we don't have to social distance anymore. So it's just sanitize, wash hands, wash your dirty ass hands, people for real. Uh, who else? I think I got everybody. I think we're good. Hey, what's up, PB Dubs? Good to see you. Broncos 67. What's up, man? I almost missed you, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, he said, mile high salute to you, Barry. Mile high salute to you, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jim Beam. What was that? What is that? Your dad said, Jim lurks only. Okay. Uh, I was literally suspended because masturbating to Yanni made it on the radio in 2018. <laughs> I remember that. Did I say that by mistake? Did I say masturbating to Yanni? Who's I remember that happened on the suspects and I remember you got suspended, but I don't, I don't remember the context of it. Good times. Good times. Uh, all right, let's start the show. So let me explain to you. Heck yeah. Uh, okay. That was a well-timed heck yeah. Wallace. <laughs> By the way, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to this show for free. How? Well, I don't know. There's, it's like magic, I guess. I think you put in Prime in the chat, I think, and it'll show you how to do it. Do like Prime? Let's see. Nope, that's not. Fingers are on the wrong keys. There you go. Uh, right there. Yeah, that'll. you click that link and it'll walk you through it. And it costs you not a thing. To support your boy in the channel, so uh, do that. Do that if you have Amazon Prime. It's a hundred percent free. Um, but yeah, all subs are appreciated, whether they're Prime or whether you pay your hard-earned dollars. Uh, it's always appreciated. So thank you. Uh, all right. So last night, the reason we didn't have a show yesterday. Uh, what happened? Rudy Rod said, "No, be safe. Social distance. Grandma just passed away from the virus." Damn it! Damn, Rudy Rod. I hate to hear that, man. I'm so sorry. Um, that sucks, man. Yeah, it's it's still a thing. You know what I mean? That sucks. And and Nora will come home and she'll be like, cases are on the rise. So, yeah, it is still claiming, folks. And I think that's going to be pretty much a forever thing now. I think we're always going to have to worry about that and uh, the just like we do the flu, pretty much. So, um, so my condolences, man, I, I am, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, bud. Um, I hope she lived a, a long and, uh, fruitful life. 
Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that suck if your grandma was like forty, and you got like the youngest grandma on the planet, and she passed away? Like you didn't even get to grandma years. So my condolences, man. Um, all right. No, she did. Eighty nine years old. See, and like, look, I'm not trying to make light of it, Rudy. But like, once I hit ninety, I'm gonna be like, yep, yeah, check, please. I'm done. I saw a picture of a lady that lived to be like 115 and she was just like, uh, uh, like if you're 115, I'm pretty sure you're just like someone just stabbed the shit out of me, please. I don't, I don't want to be that old. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm 89, Rudy Rod, look, I'm not trying to make light of it, bro, but maybe she was like out there licking doorknobs. She's like, I've had enough of this shit. I'm checking out. Who's got COVID? And, and then somebody's like, I do. She's like, cough in my face. I'm sick of this shit. You know, if I do it myself, if I do it myself, that's a sin and I go to hell. But if I lick this doorknob and get it, they were probably trying to give her shit ivermectin. She's like, I'm good. That would be me. That would totally be me. Nora and I have talked about that, except Nora's number is like way younger. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to live past 90. Nora's like 70. What? 70 Joe Biden's like 78 or some shit. See, Rudy Rod, I get it. I get it. Rudy Rod says she signed a do not resuscitate a long time ago. Uh, hey, what's up, Karma Betts? Good to see you, man. Uh, Karma Betts said that's a brutal thought. I know, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, Karma Betts said at that point, I'd want my family to make me, uh, take me to the woods and off me. If I was that old, I see, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Like about 90, about 90 is when I'm like, nah, nah. I mean at 90, like, and not like take me to the woods. Reyes, don't do that, buddy. Don't, don't start bringing up the politics. Okay. Chill with that. I know what you're doing. There's no reason to do that. You know, goddamn well. In fact, let me just delete this stupid ass fucking message. There's no reason to do that. Reyes. Why would you bring up politics? Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, Homer Astros fan. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, my grandmother is 99, Brian Pettit said. Jesus, dude. I guarantee you she's just praying at night. Lord, please take me. I mean, I, I know I can't do it myself because it would be a sin, but <laughs> just take me. I'm too old for this shit. I, I just, I hurt. Nothing works anymore. <sighs> I would. I would totally like I'm done. Nora's Nora's uh Pierre and Dizzle said at 75, I'm pooping my pants in public if uh if uh a line is too long. Probably. I might do that too. Um I I don't uh I don't yeah, I'm thinking at 90, I'm just done. Check, please. But uh uh um uh where was it? Karma Betts said take Heck me to yeah. the woods. No, fam. I don't don't take me to the woods and off me. I would be okay if my family just treated me like a, you know, like an animal nobody wants. Just take me to another neighborhood and let me go. I'll figure it out. Uh, all right, where's White Magic when you need him? Oh, damn. Okay. I want to be the bitter old man in my old age, said Savage Rips. Nice. Very nice. Hugh Dab, thank you for the Yeah, Flip said 90s, that's up there. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't. 90 is I'm done. 90 years old. Cash me out. Check, please. I'm done. Brian says at 99, she still drives and goes to the store. 
What he doesn't say is that she hits 15 cars on the way there and another 15 on the way back. And when she's at the store, she doesn't buy anything. She just walks around and then leaves. That bro, is she still really functional at 99? I'm telling you, I wish I could find the oldest. Where was this lady at? Let me let me show you a picture of this old lady. And then we're going to talk some sports headlines, I promise. Uh, let's see here. Oldest woman on earth died, uh, died, or dead, I should say. Which she now she wouldn't be. Here, oh, here, this is so. Here you go. This is uh, uh this is this is the oldest woman on earth. Now this is definitely not uh Rudy Rod's grandma. Um, it might be. That's definitely not Brian's either. I don't think. I mean, what do I know? Uh, hold on. What the fuck? It won't let me save this. What the fuck is a JFIF? I don't know what that is. I don't even think that's going to work in my software if I save this as a JFIF. What the fuck is that? What is a JFIF? What have I missed? Am I that old now? I don't know what a JFIF is. Is this some newfangled shit? What is happening? Showing folder. Yeah, it didn't even it didn't even work. It, it's not even it's like mm -mm, I ain't fucking with that. What are you doing? Um, how do you open this bitch? How do you save this hoe? Save as JPEG. Let's try that. Huh? I have no idea what's happening. These uh, at first it was WebP or some shit like that. And now it's JFIFs. I have no idea what's going on. That didn't work. Oh, that worked. There you go. So this is the old lady. This was the lady that was 115. Tell me that this lady is just not like, see, she's actually praying, right? She was just like, please, please just take me. This is too much. And uh, I'm too old. Look at, like, come on. I don't want to be this lady. I really don't. I'll be just like, nope, just take me. I'm done. 115. That's too long. That's too much. But uh, God rest her soul. I don't know who the new. Oh, no, wait. World's oldest woman, Francis. Uh, Francis' sister, Andre, Heck dies yeah. at 118. So she was 118 years old and she was a nun. I feel like she probably became a nun at like 98 where she's like, I better get right. I did a lot of dirty shit. I got to get right now. Like, she probably wasn't a nun at, like, 20. You know what I mean? Anyways, I don't want to disparage the good name of Sister Andre. What do I know? All right. Uh, get, let's get her off the screen. That's weirding me out. Let's get out of here. Get out of here, Sister Andre. That's creepy. I don't know who the new oldest. Who is now the oldest woman? New oldest woman on earth. If it was 118, um... Japanese woman? Nope, that says dies. Is the oldest woman alive 399 years old? No, bitch, this ain't the Bible. Okay. What the? F Don't Google that. That's super creepy. Uh, you can have my license now, probably for the best. Uh, Brian said, Barry, I don't even know when she had a wreck. Oh, well, 
Uh, the revisionist said screenshot of oh of the photo. I figured it out. I I'm you know I'm I'm kind of handy with the steel if you know what I mean. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's. What do I? Oh, hey, Terrence. Thank you for the resub. It's <laughs> nine months to subscribe with Prime, sir. You're a gentleman of style. Thank you, my friend. What's up, Dick? Really good to see you. Eat, pray, love. Okay, I don't know what that is. Even JC turned her down. That's not nice. Um, P. Randall said my great grandmother was functional and still watching little kids at church at 92. She hated that Tony Romo. Nice. That is awesome. Um, my grandmother had dementia. So it was sad and hilarious at the same time. It's, I ain't gonna lie, like, you know, dealing with old people and dementia is just devastating. It is so sad. But at the same time, she would do some crazy shit, and you'd be like, oh, that was kind of hilarious, nanny. That was pretty damn funny. Uh, but it was sad when they don't recognize you, or, you know, you've been talking to them for, like, 20 minutes, and then they look away and look back and go, oh, when did you get here? And you're like, what the fuck? Did I just waste 20 minutes? Uh, Dick Willie said Burt Bacharach, 94 years old, died. Rest in peace. Damn. First, it was Rudy Rod's grandma. Now, Burt Bacharach. I don't even, I couldn't name you a fucking Burt Bacharach song if you held a gun to my head and were like, I will shoot you in the face if you don't name a Burt Bacharach song. I'd be like, I'm gonna miss my face. I couldn't name you one. Not one. Uh, I have a customer that is 94 and she still drove last year. That's wild. That's a lot. Um, my dear friend from Beaumont has dementia and it's so sad. She's young. That does suck. I'm worried about that because I know my memory is terrible. So I'm like, am I going to have it? My grandmother had it. Am I going to have it? I don't know. I mean, the good thing is, is I won't even remember that I have it. I'm going to hell. All right. Did that change? No, that didn't change. That was supposed to change. I was supposed to fix the little side. Oh, there it goes. I got it. Look, it's got the arrows. Yes, daddy scores. Austin Powers Camino with uh, Burt Bacharach, though. I don't know what that means. I, uh, I don't have any idea what the fuck that means. I'm 37, and I'm pretty sure I already have dementia. Who are you? He said 36. Okay, now see, that's fucking hilarious that you forgot how old you were. When you send a chat message that says you suspect you have dementia. <laughs> Poor Jared Taylor. Can we, uh, <laughs> oh, Jared. <laughs> as long as you remember how to find the show every day, I don't give a shit, Jared. Uh, all right. Awesome powers. What does this say? Cameo. Oh, with Burt Bacharach. Yeah. No idea. No idea. Dick Willie said you saw Austin Powers 2, Barry, in 1999. We all did. 97. I'm sorry. You know what? I don't remember that. What's up, Schmacky Jackie? <laughs> uh, what a name. What a world we live in where there's dudes named Schmacky Jackie. If that is your real name. All right. Uh, Schmacky Jackie said, hey, Barry on deck. Am I going to put this on? I should screen this first because I feel like you're setting me up for some bullshit. Hey, Baron, got a question. Been a dream to work either in sports radio or as a broadcaster. What would be some steps to get into the field? Uh, what that mouth do? I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, Schmacky. 
Uh, Schmacky Jackie wants some advice on getting into the biz. I'm kind of the wrong guy to ask that. Uh, Schmacky Jackie, is this a Kennedy joke? Oh, stop it, Dick Willie. That's such an old man joke. Dick Willie, how old are you? Like 80? <laughs> Be ready this one to Google Burt Baccarat. Uh, the owner of my job is like 96 and he still gets around to good. Bro, you could totally steal shit and he'd never know. You could just be like, we never had those office supplies. You're like, you might be right. Um, so, uh, been a dream to work in either sports radio or as a broadcaster. What would be some steps to get into the field? Here's the problem, dude. I am like the wrong person to ask because I got into it. I won't say by luck. But my origin story is not the typical sports radio uh, or broadcasting origin story. I had a buddy that worked at ESPN Radio here in Houston, and I was like, hey, you should put me on uh, your show and let me be on there every day. And he was like, bro, that's not how this works. It's the, I was like, well, I should have my own show. He was like, yeah, that's not how radio in the sixth largest media market in the country works, dude. You don't do that. And I was like, but I'm funny, and I would be good. And he was like, I don't give – that's not how this works. He was like, I tell you what, we have a contest – Go win the contest. It's called Rock the Mic. And if you win the contest, maybe they'll let you host a weekend show on Sundays. And I I was like, well, when's the contest? He was like, Friday. And this was on a Tuesday. I was like, oh, shit. Long story short, I won the contest. They told me, you got six weeks of Sunday shows with this dude, some rando dude named Mike Liebeshock. Ended up being one of my dear friends. But, um, yeah, they I gave me a six-week trial. They liked what I did. I, I was there for seven years. I ended up with a midday show with my buddy Joel Blank and Nick Sharara. And it was uh, uh, it was it's a fairy tale story, but that's not how it happens. That Most people go to school for four years and then get a job as an intern. And then they work the intern uh, position into maybe a board ops job. Maybe. Um Maybe they get a, uh, you know, weekend host on a Sunday or Saturday show, and then they grind on that for 10 years until they get an opportunity to do midday radio in a small market like Paducah. So, dude, it is a really tough business. So the advice I'm going to give you, uh, was it Schmucky Ducky? Schmacky Jackie, my bad. I fucked that up so bad. Schmucky Ducky. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, hey, man, shows where you pee from. What? 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 Okay, that was super weird. Um, I love the nickname Baza, though. I love that. Um, so, Schmacky Jackie, here's, here's my, here's my advice to you if you want to break into the field of sports radio and, uh, broadcasting. And I've told this to a couple of people. It's a brave new world that we kind of live in. And you have at your fingertips and disposal the means to launch your own career. Exactly what I'm doing now is exactly what you can and should be doing on a daily basis if, if you are serious about doing it. Here's the problem, Schmacky Jackie, and I'm going to be real honest with you. 99.9% .9 of the people that approach me and say, I want to do sports talk radio. I think I'd be good at it. I want to do that. And I'll say, well, cool. What are you doing right now? Nothing. 
Oh, well, why don't you start your own show on Twitch or on YouTube or do a podcast? Well, I did, but, you know, I mean, I only got like four listeners, so I quit after three weeks. That's the problem. So this is a very, very long and um, arduous journey. So my advice to you is start your own show. Do your own thing. Because, because... What it's going to do more than anything is give you reps. It's going to give you practice. It's going to put a mic in front of your face, whether you do a video or just an audio podcast or whatever, and you're going to learn how to talk into the mic, how to be engaging, how to be funny or interesting if you're not funny, or how to how to talk sports without boring the shit out of people with dumb takes or, or, or you know, even if your takes are dumb, make them interesting. That was some advice I got early on from uh, A.J. Hoffman. He's like, bro, you don't have to have the best takes. Just believe in them. I mean, look at Stephen A. Smith. He's got the stupidest fucking sports takes 99% of the time. But you know what? He believes in what the shit that he's spewing out of his mouth. And so people buy in or they watch at the very least. So you don't have to have the best takes. Just have an opinion. Have an opinion. Believe in that opinion and stand firm by it. And get the reps. Get the reps. Just start. Just absolutely start. And don't stop. Dude, don't stop. Because I'm telling you right now, bro, I know so many people that have asked me the same advice. How'd you get yourself made? How'd you do all this? I just did it. But I never quit. I never stopped. Like this show. I mean, I'm I'm so thankful that I had a, a community that followed me from the radio to here. But I'm telling you right now, the lesson is very simple. I'm not where I want to be. I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I haven't achieved a level of success that I'm happy with or comfortable with or anything else. But most people, when they start their, their, uh, podcast or their Twitch stream and they get two people watching one person and one of them is them, they quit after three weeks or three months or six months or a year, bro. It takes, this is always the lesson I learned in comedy is it took Kevin Hart 20 years 20 years to become an overnight success. That is this business in a nutshell. It takes that long in a lot of ways to, to, to make it. Uh, Schmacky Jack said, sounds good. Starting it tomorrow. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, I'm being dead serious. Uh, I really appreciate it. No fam. That's listen. I'm, I'm always happy to give advice to you guys. A lot of people are, you know, think they want to do it. A lot of people, um, you know, say they'll commit to it, but when you have to start and do it and nobody's fucking listening for the, the 100th show in the road, that to me, that's the Darwinism of the business. I always felt like that in comedy and I always felt like that in sports talk and broadcasting. The Just the sheer grind of it and the fact that you're basically telling jokes or talking sports to nobody weeds 90% of the people out. It gets rid of 90% of the riffraff. Only the ones that really, really want it are going to do it when nobody's listening, and they're going to keep doing it no matter what. That's just a fact. I used to go up. I'm 10 years into the uh, comedy game. I'm, I've been doing it a decade. I started in 2013 in April. So this April will be 10 years. And my first year plus 
Uh, I was working a full-time job at Halliburton. I was, you know, I had a, a corporate gig that paid really well. I had a six-figure income. But literally every night of the week, I'd come home from work. I'd change clothes. And sometimes I wouldn't even go home from work. I would just go straight to the clubs. And I would do workshops and I would do open mics. And sometimes on the open mics, I wouldn't go up until 2 in the morning. I was the last comic. And I remember this specifically. John Wesley, one of my dear friends who's done this show before. He's co-hosted this show, but I've been out. Um, he ran an open mic at Sherlock's. No, 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 Baker Street Pub. And I remember standing on stage at 1.40 in the morning, and the only person in the fucking building was John Wesling. He was high as balls, sitting in a booth in the far back, just staring at me. No one else in the room. And I did my jokes like that bitch was packed. I did my jokes like I was fucking at the Houston Improv in front of 500 people. And I was less than a year in, but I was just like, I'm not, I want this. And that's what it comes down to, bro. It doesn't come down to, but it comes down to skill. It comes down to talent. But the, the biggest thing is how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to tell jokes at 1.45 in the morning after a day job knowing you got to get up in five hours to go back to that day job for three minutes to nobody? It's up to you. Ah, uh, where B shines is when there's nothing in sports. You can talk about anyone, anything for three hours. I appreciate that, Flip. I take pride in that. Yeah, I did. I do. I take pride in that. I take pride in being able to just talk shoot the shit it took a long time to get there too it took a long time to get comfortable with who i am and how i deliver look i'm not for everybody a lot of people will pop into this channel and watch it and be like i don't like this guy he's too he screams too much or he's not funny his jokes are stupid whatever that's cool but this is authentically me and i'm always be authentically me and with the people that like me will fuck with me and the ones that don't don't i'm not gonna fake it you know what I mean? I'm not going to be something I'm not. So same thing on stage. Uh, sports upset. What types of venues do you do your stand up in now? Well, I'm a, I mean, I'm a nationally touring headlining comedian. So uh, mostly comedy clubs. I've done theaters. I've, you know, I've done, I do bar gigs, bro. I'll do anything. I love comedy that much. I don't feel like I'm above anything. I mean, I've done comedy for fucking in the last year, I've done gigs at, at shows where there was less than 10 people in a little bitty ass bar. Whatever. That's the business. That's the business. That's the ugly side of the business. It's like doing a podcast for three people or a, or a Twitch show for three people. That's the business. So, but yeah, no, I get to, you know, I, I get to, I moved up faster than most, but I, I, I chalked that up to taking it serious and, and also age. I was, I, I started at 38 years old. So I had a ton of life experience in both. Uh, I started comedy and radio about the same time. So I had a, a ton of life experience taking it into that. And that I think helped me cause I was mature, but I wish I would have started at 28 and not 38. Cause Think about that. I'd have 20 years in the business. No teller where I'd be. Sports upset. Any of your stuff online? Yeah. Uh, just go to Barry is uh, funny on YouTube. I mean, all my socials for my comedy is at Barry is funny. Um, so. Right there. Oh, bitch. Just take it. There we go. 
Hey, what's up, Hastings? What's up, Christian? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. You can find me on YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com forward slash Barry is funny. Same thing with Twitch. Same thing with all that. I, I try to. I'm not great at keeping up with it, but it's because I just have so much shit on my plate. I'm trying to find somebody that I can bring into my team that all they do is edit videos. And uh, that way I can pump out the content. So, hey, what's up? Uh, Chris Corner Sports. Good to see you, man. Thank you for being here. Um, Sports upset. Bitch, just take it. Story of my life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So... I hope that answered your question, uh, Smacky Jackie. I appreciate you. Uh, all right, let's get to some sports headlines, you guys. All right, there's sports headlines for the day. Obviously, the big headline, NBA trade deadline, ended at 2 o'clock Central Time today. We're going to get into some of the bigger trades that went down, talk about what that means for these teams, talk about what that means for you know the, 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 the season and the league and everything else. We'll get into that. Uh, here in just a second, Charlie Strong made some news. He has decided to leave Miami. He is out uh, as the uh, as a coach at the University of Miami, the Hurricanes. They decided to go in a different direction, and he was pissed. In fact, his quote, it, well, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, um, the Hurricanes have decided to go in a different direction for their defensive coordinator, so I have decided to go in a different direction, and I'm leaving. So, you know, he took his ball and he went home. What you going to do? Kyrie Irving, when asked about the Kevin Durant trade to Phoenix, said, quote, I'm just glad he got out of Brooklyn. How bad was it in Brooklyn? Like, how terrible was it that Kyrie is like, man, I'm glad my boy KD got out. What? What? That's hilarious. So, hey, what's up, Chewy? Good to see you, <laughs> Uh, just got here in the chat. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing good too, man. I uh, appreciate you. Uh, I said, be back. I'm going to go get, a, uh, get get the kiddos. Okay. Yeah. Going to go get a haircut. Yeah. I didn't fade it last, yesterday. I cut my, cut my hair on the way to my gig. Just, just as regular old straight cut. So yeah, Kyrie's glad that Durant got out of Brooklyn. Obviously Kyrie hated Brooklyn. I guess everybody else did too. That must be a terribly run franchise. Uh, last thing I have for your sports headlines, because it was all dominated when I started looking. It was all dominated by the NBA trade deadline. But sources are saying that the Padres and you Darvish have agreed to a six-year, $108 million deal. Not DEA, but deal. Um, I remember a time when you Darvish was tipping pitches and getting rocked in the World Series. Oh, those were the days. But now you Darvish back to the dominant you Darvish that he was to start his career. Signs a six-year deal with the Padres. So uh, good for him. Uh, happy for him. Savage Rip said, I wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. He's a diva who played a fourth of the time he signed for. He's a literal cancer. Fair enough. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, all right, so there's sports headlines. Obviously, we have NBA trade deadline. Some of you in the chat were asking about my gig last night. I just want to take a time real quick to say um, at D'Angelo, um, D'Angelo Contractors is the company that I did, I did a show for last night. And, yes, I do privates. I do uh, comedy shows for corporations and companies and businesses. 
So if your business is looking for an entertainer or a comedian to come in and tell some jokes and make you laugh, I don't know, for holidays or a company meeting or whatever, yeah, hit your boy up. I'm happy to do it. Um, but last night, drove to Dallas and got to do a show for the D'Angelo Contractors regional office. And when I got, it's so funny because when I got there, the guy was like, hey, listen, so just, I don't know if you've ever done shows for like oil field workers or truck drivers or anything like that. Um, but uh, these is a pretty rough, pretty rough group of dudes. They're all former uh, military police. Uh, and uh, and I was fascinated by what they did. So this group, this D'Angelo Contractors uh, Corporation, what they do is they spray the weeds on all the railroad tracks for Union Pacific or almost all of them. I was like, really? Like, yeah, that's all they do. They just drive up and down the tracks and around. And uh, that's why you never see like any overgrown vegetation or weeds on the train tracks. It's because D'Angelo Contracting Services uh, is out there killing the weeds. So I got there and did a 45 minute set for this group of rough looking dudes and they were the funnest nicest group of guys and gals and we had a great time and there was one dude who looked like santa claus and he literally was so proud to look like santa claus and um there was one guy that i didn't understand a word he said so i just called him boomhauer for the night and we had a great time man we had a great time it was a lot of fun um the only time it got uncomfortable i didn't know this but like apparently uh the the marijuana is like a super big no-no at this company because they work, you know, they're contractors for Union Pacific, which is they don't tolerate that shit, which I think is ironic that you kill weeds and you got to avoid weeds. And it's, I guess that's not ironic. But uh, I was just telling some jokes about getting high and uh, they were like, oh, no, don't do that. Uh, otherwise, we had a great time. So, um, yeah, lots of fun. It was great. I can't I can't say a, I, I can't say a bad thing about it. And usually. Corporate gigs for comedians are usually not fun. They're brutal, if I'm being honest. Because then, like, nobody wants to laugh, and everybody's like, wow, I don't want to be laughing at these, you know, corporate dick jokes my boss is watching, and I'm over here laughing at inappropriate shit. So everybody's kind of buttoned up, and, you know, the comedian is not able to be himself, and usually you're working clean, and that can be boring to some people. So we had a great time, though. We had, a, I mean, a fantastic time so uh donna said where were you it was at a fucking hotel in dallas last night drove up there uh after or, or no show yesterday so drove up there did the show got up this morning drove back really almost no time to show prep today i got home at one and i sat down to show prep at 1 30 for a two o'clock start so you know whatever happens happens today uh christy said i need to book a private show i've got toy trains for you Okay, <laughs> that's it, it doesn't have to be trains. All right. There's no it doesn't have to be a train and you can book a private show. But like. They're not cheap, first of all, like I'm not doing a private show for 10 bucks. Okay, it's not. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Call my agent. I don't have one. All right, um, let's talk about these trades in the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA trade line, trade deadline. I was actually up eating McDonald's 
Alright, what's up? Uh, BJ Cheek, I'm glad you asked. What's the hot topic? What do you think, man? Uh, it is Kevin Durant. Suns bringing the heat. Brand new owner of the Phoenix Suns. And what's the first thing he does? He goes out and signs Kevin Durant. Or trades for Kevin Durant, I should say. And I think this, uh, this changes the landscape of the West and the East significantly. Not that Brooklyn was necessarily a contender but with Durant out there and if Brooklyn had chosen once Kyrie was gone to kind of make the right moves and do some things and be a buyer instead of a seller at the deadline and I guess what happened is after Kyrie was traded to the Dallas Mavericks I think Durant probably sat down with Brooklyn and said look this ain't working this was a failure we all tried Let's move on. Uh, I want to go play for a contender. I want a, another shot at another ring. Uh, I don't think the Warriors want me back. And since I can't pick where I go, let's send me somewhere where you can get some value. Now, the ironic thing is, the ironic thing is, the Suns, it, the rumors were at least that the Suns were actually trying to trade for Kyrie Irving. That Chris Paul and uh, Jay Crowder were the ones being offered up for Kyrie Irving, which I think would have been an interesting dynamic with Kyrie and Devin Booker. And how was that going to work? Uh, I think they've got some work to do in Dallas with Luca and Kyrie. And can they share the ball? It's going to be interesting. Um, and Christian Wood, but I think did Christian Wood get traded. There was some discussions that he might be traded um, before the deadline. So we'll look at the trade tracker here in a second and see, but so the Suns don't get Kyrie Irving. And now they've got to go in and try to, I guess, repair the relationship with Chris Paul. So what they do instead is they go out and they get Kevin Durant and add him to the mix. And I saw somebody tweet this out and I thought, oh, you know what? That probably does make sense. But it was like, all right, Chris Paul, let's go get you your championship ring. Finally, right? I don't know. Is this the new best big three? I'm hard-pressed to think of a better three right now than than Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. And, and I don't know, maybe it's a big two and a half, not a big three. But I'm thinking, okay, uh, Denver? No, even though they're the class of the West right now. Not Sacramento, not Memphis. Um, I'm trying to think... I mean, the Lakers, no. I think this is the new dominant big three. This is, the, but we'll see. I mean, we thought that about Brooklyn when we found out that it was Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and uh, James Harden. And it was a, a, a an abysmal, an abysmal attempt at a big three. They played, what, 16 games together, went 13 and three. Hopefully that works out better uh, in, in the Valley of the Sun yeah, and Schmacky Jackie, you're right. Celtics, the only team I see is close to it. You're right. You're right. And to get the tables as a great point. Could be if Chris Paul stays healthy. And that was the problem um, with the big three in Brooklyn. They never played together. But I'll say this. I like Phoenix's chances even if there's a big two and a half and Chris Paul misses a third of the games. A Durant and Devin Booker is a lethal, 
combination. I like that. And the Suns have a great supporting cast. They've got a great head coach. Uh, and when Chris Paul is healthy, and see, the beautiful thing about that big three as opposed to what was going down in Brooklyn is that one of your big three is a facilitator. They're not They're not there. And, and look, this was the case when Chris Paul was in Houston. When Chris Paul was a Houston Rocket, and it was James Harden and the rest of a very deep Rockets uh, team, Chris Paul only kind of took over when nobody else was scoring. Or I remember you could watch this, you know, this team back in the day, the Rockets, and, you know, James would be going off for his, or maybe he would foul out, or maybe his shot wasn't falling and things were off. And what you would see was the Houston Rockets would switch to a Chris Paul mid-range game. He would go in, he'd drive the lane, he'd pull up, he'd knock down a mid-range shot, he'd get to the basket, he'd, he'd hit a layup, draw a foul. That was the beautiful thing about Chris Paul is he would only try to become a scorer when the rest of the scorers weren't doing their part, right? P.J. Tucker's not knocking down corner threes. Eric Gordon's shot wasn't falling. James was a mess that night. You'd watch Chris Paul go and shoot mid-range shots and, and keep the team in it at the very least. And I think that's what the game plan will be with Monty Williams and what's going down in uh, Phoenix because – you need Chris Paul to get Kevin Durant and Devin Booker involved, get their shot, and only be a scorer when one or both of those guys are either not on the floor or they just don't have it that night. And I think he can still go and occasionally get his shot. But I think this is a brilliant move by the Suns. Uh, they got significantly better. And hey, good for Brooklyn. They got, you know... They picked up some young guys and, um, you know, they got some draft capital back. So we'll see. Hey, what's up, Dr. Dre on 290? <laughs> Thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, this team will kill teams in the mid-range also. It's crazy. Durant loves him a mid-range shot, but that's the other thing. I mean, Devin Booker loves the mid-range game. He can get to the basket, though. Durant can knock down the three. Chris Paul can facilitate. It is a, it's going to be interesting to see what this offense is like. Now, we talked a little bit about Kyrie Irving in Dallas. We got to see the first game. Uh, no Luka, but what was amazing to me, it's just one game. But the balance on offense that the Mavs displayed in their one game with Kyrie Irving, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. All five starters in double figures. You had, uh, you know, Kyrie didn't go off for 50 or anything like that. It was all pretty even killed. Everybody got involved. It's going to take that kind of mindset. And how's that going to look when Luka comes back? Because he's going to want to get his, and you're going to want him to get his. Is Kyrie going to be the guy that facilitates that? Uh, that's going to be interesting. I don't know. But I love Durant and Booker with a true point guard. That's a Heck scary yeah. proposition uh, for the rest of the Western Conference. Say, say! <laughs> oh, Terrence, thank you for the resub, buddy. I, if I didn't mention it, thank you so much. CG, thank you for resubscribing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, on Amazon Prime, CC has been subscribed. She said, our baby is finally off the tit. Is that how long it takes? Two months? I had no idea. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad because I'm tired of having that little baby sucking on my titty. That's, let's not clip that. That's just a weird. If you take that out of context, you're an asshole. Uh, Schmack Jack said, the thing that scares me is the team's depth. Another thing that goes under the radar is CP3, Devin Booker, and Durant. All 
Uh, love to be back to the basket on the block. There you go. Uh, Dre said, which one? What? 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 Savage Rip said, Nets have a ridiculous amount of picks. They also traded Jay Crowder today to the Bucks for five second-round picks. See, to me, though, that's the problem, Savage Rips. I'm seeing a ton today, and I could not. Anybody else just finally say fucking and close Twitter? I've got Woj up on one side. I got Shams on another. I've got trade trackers on websites from ESPN and The Athletic, and I'm just like, this too much, to quote Jen. This too much. I can't, I can't keep up with this shit. It's insane. It was just too much. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, we'll keep it big and we'll take a look. We'll take a look at uh, the trade tracker when it's all done at two o'clock. And of course we went live at two. All right. Two Oh three. Um, but wow. I really don't remember this much activity at an NBA trade deadline. Insane amount of trades. And most of them, though, involving second-round picks. So I know you said, well, hey, look, uh, you know, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets got a ton of draft picks. Let's be careful. I'm I And I, I get a lot of people disagree with me on this. But I'll just give you my take on draft picks in the NBA. If it ain't a top 10, maybe top 13, if it ain't a lottery pick, there, the value of a of a of a second round pick in the NBA is definitely not the same as the value of a second round pick in the NFL or Major League Baseball. I mean, a second round pick in the NBA is probably equivalent to a fourth or fifth round pick in the NFL. True. Uh, you you you're less likely to see um, superstar talent, and most teams are going to get their depth from the second half of the first round. So you're going to have, you know, your elite superstars in the first five picks of the draft. Usually, again, this is not concrete every time. I'm speaking in generalities, but your elite superstars will normally be drafted in the top five. If you'd like me to stretch that to seven or eight or whatever, fine. But then you get to that second tier where you're going to get some good players, you know, who may every once in a while they're going to develop into a superstar. Awesome. And then the back end of the first round, you add a lot of depth. You add a lot of, you know, sixth men of the year candidates and stuff like that. But when you start talking second round picks, I mean, it's good. You know, you, you catch lightning in a bottle with one of them. You're bound to get at least one guy that sticks and and is a productive member of your team. Great. But it's just not the same to me. But understand, too, that what a lot of these teams are doing and a lot of these teams like the Rockets and the Suns and and the Lakers and and the Nets they're trying to they're either trying to decide are they rebuilding and how how do we get out of these contracts or uh how do we get out of these contracts and and still continue to contend like the Lakers right and that Russell Westbrook contract and they figured that out they traded him to Utah and i think the prevailing wisdom is Russell never play a minute in Utah, they don't want Russ. They don't want Russ. Hey, uh, government. What the fuck is that? Government uh, album? A-L-V-A-M? Alvam? I don't know how. Hey, government. What's up, man? Thank you for the follow. But I think the prevailing thought is Russ ain't playing in Utah. Utah don't want Russ, and Russ don't want Utah. Isn't it the place where Russ is time and time again? Had people thrown out? Could you imagine? I don't think that those 
will just those people super racist those people in utah are gonna change their tune with russ i feel like they're so committed to their racism that they're still gonna yell awful shit at russ even in a jazz uniform that's how awful the people are in utah so yeah i don't think russ was ever gonna or, or will ever sniff the floor in utah that was strictly a a money deal and a buyout they're gonna buy him out where does he go? There's talks of, you know, does he go to Miami? Um, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the other rumor, but Miami was interesting. Um, I don't know where Russ goes. I do know one thing. They said this last night on Scott Van Pelt late, and I, I tend to agree with it because when you start to see Russ's career with the triple-double average and MVPs and OKC, and it was his team, there was nobody around him, and he was able to go be crazy Russ. And, you know, put up ridiculous numbers with little to show for it. When he came to the Rockets, big flop. When he left the Rockets and went to Washington, they loved him, big flop. Leaves Washington, goes to L.A., big flop. This might be Russ's last chance. If he goes to another team, and dare I say it, if if Russ goes to a Miami is Russ now kind of already the first option off the bench? Is Russ a starter in Miami, or is he now depth? You think about that. This man averaged a triple-double how many years in a row? Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Now everyone looks at Russ and goes, well, it's crazy Russ. Yeah, Smacky Jackie said Clippers. <sighs> I don't know. I think that was one of the names I heard. Clippers, uh, Heat. And I thought, uh, no, it wasn't Phoenix. It was, oh, who was it? I, I, at this point, like, one, I don't think Russ wants to be a backup. He doesn't want to be a backup point guard. He doesn't want to be, and he's certainly not going to be a shooting guard. Um, but he doesn't want to be a, uh, a role player. But that's pretty much what he's going to be best at, first of all. Second of all, I think Russ, if he wants the best shot to stay relevant, Russ needs to go to a team who is just happy to be in the conversation. Just happy to be relevant. Just happy to have somebody to cheer for that puts up big numbers. Kind of like OKC was for a while. I mean, he kind of kept them relevant, right? So maybe Russ goes to Charlotte. And he's the man. Or maybe Russ goes to, I mean, I wouldn't even, Orlando would be a mistake. Detroit would be a mistake. Houston would be a mistake. Although never say never because we'll talk about what Houston's done. The silliness that they pulled off at the trade deadline. Um, I don't know. Let me, uh, let me see. I got the, let's see. I'm going to just Google it. Russell Westbrook. Let's see. Lakers agree to a deal. D'Angelo Russell, there you go. That was 19 hours ago. So if you didn't know, uh, the Lakers traded Russell Westbrook to the Jazz, uh, reacquiring D'Angelo Russell from the T-Wolves. Lakers also got Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt uh, in the trade. The Timberwolves received Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. In addition to Westbrook, the Jazz also received Juan uh, Toscano-Anderson, and Damian Jones and a 2027 Lakers first round pick that is top four protected. 
Lakers, if the Lakers pick uh, to the Jazz is not conveyed in 2027, it falls into a top four. He'll convert to 2027 second round pick. And that's the thing. The, the Lakers actually did go out in some of these other trades, pick up some some draft capital, some draft assets for, I don't know, either another run or, you know, to secure their future once LeBron and AD hang it up. So, um, God, uh, let's see. Russell and Beasley. Let's, uh, I don't see in this one where they're saying anything about Westbrook, where he's going. Westbrook, 34, now moves to his fifth team in as many years. Uh, since OKC, he can still fill it up on the stat sheet. Yeah, but his move, this move, but with his move to the bench, Westbrook's overall production dipped. Of course, he didn't like it. Westbrook's in his final season of the five-year max deal that he signed. Uh, he's set to become an unrestricted free agent. That's going to be interesting to see what his value becomes on the open market too. So, all right, let's do this. Let's just, um, let's do, well, let's, let's talk about it. We've got a lot of people in the chat. Uh, shout out to everybody joining this is a this one's kind of near and dear to a lot of us in the chat. This show is based in Houston. I spent seven years on radio here in Houston. So we have a lot of Houstonians. We have a lot of Rockets fans. And uh I, I would be doing a disservice to those folks and the diehard down for me day one deckheads if we didn't talk a little bit about the Rockets specifically. Well, I had Joe Blank, my former co-host on The Usual Suspects on ESPN, 25 years as a director of broadcasting for the Houston Rockets. I had him on the show um, Tuesday. And by the way, I will have him on the show tomorrow as well to kind of recap the trade deadline and get his thoughts on all the deals at least. Um, And we talked about Eric Gordon and will the Rockets trade him. And Joel said two things. One, if the Rockets don't trade Eric Gordon by the deadline, then uh, Raphael Stone... Uh, is that how you say it? Rafael? Rafael Stone should be fired by the end of the season. That was the first thing he said. Second thing he said was, it doesn't matter at this point if you get a bowl of soup or Eric Gordon. You didn't get a bowl of soup, but boy, you, you might have got a disgruntled former employee. Um, I don't know if this deal has changed, but last I looked going on the air, the Rockets had traded Eric Gordon. And in that trade, uh, they acquired John Wall. Now, at 212 ESPN, I'm going to show you this because this is conflicting to what um, what I was seeing on Twitter. So, Shams uh, Tronier had reported that the Rockets were doing the deal with the Clippers and they were getting back John Wall. Uh, for uh, Eric Gordon in the deal. I'm going to pull up uh, Shams' Twitter one more time. We're going to add that. Hold on. Wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. Uh, let me get this up here. We'll go Twitter. And we'll search for Shams. I don't even think I follow these dudes. I don't follow them because I don't, I don't need to know a lot of that shit, right? Like, I'm just like, I don't care. Just, Just tell me the deals. Just tell me what's going down. Uh, Rosetta Stone got a soup sandwich. <laughs> Is that what you're calling Rosetta Stone? All right, so Shams, let's see. All right, let's let me just show you what this says first on the trade tracker. And then uh, we shall discuss. So here it is, Feb 9 trade tracker right here, 212 Eastern. So 112 uh specific. <laughs> 
Just kidding. One twelve uh, Eastern time. I mean, Central time. The, Clay, the, the L.A. Clippers are acquiring Houston Rockets guard Eric Gordon in a multi-team deal, which would also be interesting if that's where Russ ends up. Uh, sources told ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski, Memphis Grizzlies are sending Danny Green to Houston in the deal, and the Clippers are sending Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, who are sending three second-round picks to the Clippers. So there's that. But... This is the other trade tracker, and this is on The Athletic. Uh, Mason Plumlee might be Clippers' most impactful addition. Uh, let's see. Houston, uh, oh, Hornets plan to buy out Reggie Jackson. Where's the, uh, oh, here we go. Athletic NBA show reacts to the Russell Westbrook trade. Where's the uh, Rockets plan to wave John Wall? You don't say. Okay, so at least... At least that was still part of the deal. I don't, I'll be honest. I never expected John Wall to see the court. If you didn't see the trash that he talked about this team um, in the months leading up to this trade deadline, he was killing the Rockets. First of all, he talked a gang of shit about the young nucleus of this team, telling them you'll never get away with this bullshit that you guys pull on this team anywhere else on any other team in the NBA. So don't get used to acting this way. That's basically what he said. And then the other thing he said, and I, I don't know if I can run the video, probably not, but I can, I'll can. i play the audio for you. This was John Wall on a podcast when asked about his time with the Rockets. This is what he had to say. Okay, of course that didn't fucking work hold on here we go when you got traded to the rockets talk about the rockets experience trash i don't know i know beyond trash i mean he literally just when you got traded to the rockets talk about your experience with the rockets and he goes trash beyond trash now look i i want to be clear i think this is as much of an indictment of the players as it is the organization I think that he feels like the way that the team is being run is obviously not great, but also, but also the players themselves, these young um, newbies in the NBA and the way that they carry themselves as professionals. I don't know. I mean, he was pretty outspoken about it. So it's just super ironic that he would get traded back here. He's never going to see the court. Kind of like Russ is never going to play in Utah. Super ironic that he would get traded to Utah. These are all money moves, by the way. Hey, yo, what's up, Eric? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, how or why would the Rockets trade for Wall? It, it was just, it was a money move. They needed to get something for Eric Gordon. They needed to move Eric Gordon. Um, I don't even know. Let's see. They ended up with Danny Green in the deal. But see, like ESPN's not reporting that John Wall was in the deal which I find interesting. So Woj isn't reporting that. It was Shams that was reporting that deal. Let's see. Heck yeah. Hey, J-Dub. <laughs> Our baby is still on the teat. Thank you, man. I see. I appreciate that baby sucking the teat like that. That sounds super creepy. Uh, let's see. Where is Shams reporting? There you go. Houston Rockets are requiring John Wall in a three-team deal with the Grizzlies and the Clippers. <laughs> Excuse me. The Clippers are sending uh, Luke Kennard to the Memphis Grizzlies. Rockets are finalizing a deal to send Eric Gordon to the Los, Los Angeles Clippers. So that's kind of the deal in a nutshell. Um, 
I don't know what the Rockets got out of it. I'm guessing the Rockets ended up with a pick. Uh, that's my guess. So, uh, yeah, Ivan said the players' immaturity. That's That was one of the big reasons. It was their immaturity, but it was also the shit that they do and don't do on the floor. Um, Shams in the weight room. I'm going to tell you what. Hey, what's up, Richard? Todd, what's up, homie? Good to see you, Todd. They got the Bucks Clippers pick swap. Okay, and they got Danny Green for whatever the hell that's worth. Uh, okay, so they got the Puck, the Bucks Clippers pick swap. Got it. Um, which is cool. Good for them. Um, I'll say this about one getting Eric Gordon out of here. I think was important, as Joel Blank said on this show on Tuesday. It, it was not a good situation for him, and it was also not a good situation for this team. When you know the point he made, him being on the floor takes time uh, or takes minutes and shots away from some of these young guys, and he was just not happy. What'll be interesting is how I can't wait to see how many Houstonians that loved Eric Gordon when he was here or rooted for Eric Gordon um, are now gonna be like, he's a bum. I hated that guy. No, you didn't. You loved him when it was a rocket. So, um, Rocket should sign Boogie Cousins and run it back. <laughs> you go, that's hilarious, dude. Oh, that is so funny. Um, all right, uh, let's see. <laughs> Lakers acquired Mo Bamba from Orlando. Wouldn't it have been great if uh, if he would have went and played with Austin Rivers after their little dust up? That'd have been outstanding. That'd have been a lot of fun. Uh, Bones Highland sounds like a Hell's Angels biker. There you go. Um, Tillman to Stone. You can finish out the year and then clear out your desk. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. And I think uh, Stone might be gone. I also, I also think Stephen Silas's days are numbered with this team as well. So we'll see. Uh, Big Bird Best 404 said, still can't believe my Hawks did not get rid of John Collins. Dude, there's a there's some teams that I didn't see it coming down the stretch. The Hawks were a team that kind of didn't do a lot. I mean, you had uh, th this kind of, this move was kind of interesting. They had a deal with the Rockets. The Atlanta Hawks are trading uh, Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky to the Rockets for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. It was like, okay, so you got a part-time shooter and a part-time hustler. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what Frank Kaminsky brings to the table. Do tell, Big Bird, what have the Rockets acquired in this? It doesn't seem like a lot. It seems like kind of about the role players that they got rid of in Matthews and Fernando. So there were some teams that, um, you know, it didn't do what you thought they might do. Here's some here's some notes about it here at 107. The, the Hawks continue to try to find a home for John Collins. Uh, the Hawks had been talking to the Suns before the Suns pivoted to a deal with the Nets for Kevin Durant. Did the, uh, and I don't know this because obviously I was show prepping and trying to get everything else ready for the show. Uh, did the Raptors end up getting rid of uh, OG and Van Vliet? Because that was also, they were two of the bigger names left on the board about an hour before trade deadline. <laughs> Dre said Capella robbed y'all. Yeah. Okay. Big Bird, thank you for that. Big Bird bet said, nah, they were just bench players. Okay. Um, I can't see though. I'm looking here and I, I, 
I don't see where uh, the Raptors, who should have been big sellers at the deadline, OG, I think, is still with the Raptors, and I think so is Van Vliet. So unless they're throw-ins in a trade we didn't know about, pretty interesting uh, down the stretch that that was another team that you felt like should have been big-time sellers at the trade deadline, but they weren't. Um, this is a weird... The athletics is not as uh, um, user-friendly. Their, their trade tracker, not nearly as user-friendly as ESPN's. Let's see. Durant's impressive teammates. Uh, Plumley. yep, grading the Knicks deal for Josh Hart. That was a big deal. Um, Hornets plan to buy out. Yeah, yep, the Bulls too. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, sometimes it's kind of like what happened with the Rockets last year with Eric Gordon. I think sometimes you might think too much of your um, of your own assets when it's kind of hard to force the rest of the team to see what you see. And there's that feel of desperation, right? Like you look at the Raptors and you think they're a mess. And we know that they want to be sellers. We're not going to play hardball. or We're going to play hardball with them. We're not just going to acquiesce to their demands on the open trade market. Because obviously with all of the activity, with all of the movement, man, there was so many deals to be made that you feel like a team like Atlanta or a team like the Rockets with Eric Gordon and, and the Raptors and somebody mentioned the Bulls. It was like, hey, man, there's other teams willing to play ball and, and moving picks and trying to make shit happen. Don't don't sit there and huff your own fart, as John Wesling would say, and think that your shit don't stink. Like, move on. And so I think, I think like, in the Rockets' case, they were finally like, whatever. We get a pick, a pick swap? Cool, fine. Take Get, get out of here, Eric Gordon. See ya. <sighs> Raptors got Jacob. Uh, oh, oh, how do you say his last name again? I always fuck it up. I always, there's like five names that I always fuck up. And his is one of them. Uh, can't wait to see all the tampering fines. Yeah, you probably won't see that. Capella can only play pick and roll. And he got a $25 alphabet with no J. There you go. Um, Big Bird said facts. Good point here. We just look at these trade face value, but got to keep in mind that what does your star player think about the trades and keep them happy? Yeah, Giannis did not care about. Yeah, that's that that has that has some effect on it too, right? Um, and some of these guys that are on the market, like an Eric Gordon, has a no trade clause, so maybe that the Rockets could work out a deal with Charlotte. You don't want to go play for Charlotte, so in that regard, you're like, well, shit. You can't make that deal. But then you can't, you know, you're, you're just getting offered, a, you know, $3 and a, and a needle to air up basketballs from a contender because they're not going to give up something because they know you're desperate. So that it becomes a, it becomes a cash 22. And then where he's going, is he a fit? Do they want him? You know, what do his teammates look like? What's, what do the superstars stay on that team? So I felt like the Clippers ended up doing some pretty good, pretty good work. In the trade deadline. Obviously the winner though. And, well, and I say obviously. I guess we should run a poll. Because I think it comes down to. I think the Clippers had a pretty good trade deadline perhaps. 
But let me just ask you, uh, who won the, the trade deadline? Was it uh, Dallas? Was it, uh, well, let's just do this. Was it the Suns, the Mavs, or other? Five minutes. I'm curious what you guys think. Who, who won this trade deadline? I mean, <clears throat> the Mavs getting help. <laughs> well, that's a that's a good option too. Nets. The Ma- I don't know about that though. But um the Mavs getting help for Luca. That's big. I mean, you guys know it, for those for the for the 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 damn dirty deckheads that have been watching this show forever know I've always as of late I have been bringing up getting help for Luca. I always compared Luca to Mike Trout. Luca Doncic is the Mike Trout of the NBA. Being wasted in Dallas. No help around him. Now we'll see did they just get him a Shohei Otani with no pitching support? No no pitching help? What's going to happen? Um because I was a proponent of look, you know when the when the Blazers were looking at being sellers uh, and they moved C.J. McCollum. Boy, he would have been a good addition to the Mavs, but he ended up going to New Orleans. What about getting rid of Dame and putting him in Dallas with with Luka? I was a big proponent of that. People said I was crazy. But getting Luka some help, Christian Wood wasn't help. But I love that Christian uh, Wood is your third option. Now, you know, there was talks of him being moved because of his defensive uh, um uh, deficiencies, but I think the Mavs got a lot better. But I think it's still going to be an interesting fit between one Kyrie's a head case, two, two. <laughs> Thank you, Potch. Yes, y'all, please check out my poll. One of the things I wanted to do is I need to create something where when I do a poll, I can uh, push one of these overlays and it puts it on screen. It kind of shows the the results real time. I don't have that right now, but I'd love to see the results real time. And why are you dirty bitches voting? There's 67 people watching this show right now. We have 15 votes. You lazy bastards. This is what's wrong with this country. You people don't vote. You get in that poll and you vote now. I don't know why I'm being so demanding over this bullshit ass poll. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to be able to display the, the results real time. I'll let you guys see it. And I think it'll help people vote. I don't know why you guys are so lazy. Mark said, I don't care about basketball. Well, you picked the wrong day to listen to sports, buddy. Sean said, stop the steal. Who's stealing the Suns? I think that's right though. I think that's the right pick. Here's why I don't think that the Mavs won the trade deadline. One, you got a head case in Kyrie Irving. Two, he's so ball dominant. He's so um, tired of being Robin, especially when he was playing under uh, LeBron. That you know, Kyrie wanted a chance to prove himself. He kind of got that in Boston. Went to Brooklyn, where can we all get along? Yeah, and they didn't. But they, when they played together, they were great. But they never did. So what's it going to look like for him in Dallas? That's going to be. I think there's going to be some growing pains, but we're going to see. One game in, it looked great. But I think Kevin Durant going to the Suns was huge because you've got a big three that complement each other, right? You've got a big three. You put Chris Paul in the middle of the court at the top of the key or at the top of the three-point line. 
Kevin Durant in the low block on the left, Devin Booker um, at the elbow or outside of the three-point line on the right and at the wing. And, oh, my God, you've got so many options now, right? You run a pick and roll with uh, with Durant, who can now spot up and knock down the three if 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 the if the uh, if whoever's guarding CP three does not uh, it doesn't go to Durant. I mean, there's all kinds of options with kicking it back out to Devin Booker. That offense can be super scary, and it can and it's not just the perimeter. These dudes can get to the bucket and they can fill it up. So, I think that the Suns, as long as they come up with a an offense that is complementary to the skill sets that they have. Dude, the Suns, the Suns are uh, primed to make a deep run into the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to, you know, win a win a world championship. Milwaukee is still the best team in basketball, and Dallas got better, and the Nuggets didn't do shit because they really didn't need to. They got the best record in the West. You don't go and and mess with that, right? Memphis. I would have liked to see Memphis, and I don't know. I got to go back and look at the uh, at what went down, but I, I don't know if they ended up getting uh, John Morant any more help. I'd be interested to see. Um, but the Suns definitely planted their flag. The Celtics, yeah, and I, we're just talking West right now, Birdie. Um, the the in the West, I mean, the Suns have put the league on notice. Uh, the Mavs got a lot better for a team kind of flailing about in the middle of the pack. The Nuggets are, the, you know, the spicy, tasty Nugs are still good. Uh, you know, John Morant in Memphis is second in, in the West, and we'll see how they if they can hold off a talented Phoenix and Dallas team now. Sacramento's been super weird. They, for all, they Really and truly, they should have lost that game last night against Houston, but Houston going to Houston. But Sacramento's a team that, look, you're going to have to outscore them. They're not going to play great defense, but but uh, they could fill it up. But now some of these teams got better at being able to fill it up. And it all came from the East. That's the crazy thing. Phoenix got better, came from the East. Dallas got better, came from the East. Now you look over in the East and you're like, holy shit. Milwaukee's got to be looking around like, <laughs> all we got to worry about is Boston? Okay. Let's pull up the uh let's pull up the uh the standings for you guys. Let me see here. ESPN standings. Here you go. So it's Boston and Milwaukee. I think I think Milwaukee still might be the best team in basketball, even though they're one and a half games back. They've got the best player on the planet right now. Uh that was not a ghost foul, by the way, Ivan. That was a legitimate NBA foul. But the, the, you know what? Don't blame the ref. Blame the NBA for making that a foul. Blame the NBA for making that a foul. That's a bullshit foul. Uh, oh, look at my dude. What's up? <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Below average kid with the building. Ladies and gentlemen, can we get a shout out for my guy? Uh, one of the mods. Please give my dude Q a shout out. What's up, homie? Uh, if you uh, enjoy watching uh, good people play mediocre call of duty q is your guy uh q is great he's just a little wet behind the ears and young for my liking he's all like ceiling fans are for old people <laughs> nah q is great man 
if you want a good, fun streamer to watch play uh, Call of Duty and, and just kick it, great vibe, love the show, good dude, uh, give my boy a, a follow and go hang out. I have succumbed to NBA gambling. Uh, no, I'm not the guy. NFL, I'm your guy. I I will I'll put my I'll put my um what's it called up against anybody my, my laminator five thousand spreadsheets and formulas I had a really good year man I almost hit on fifty six percent that's really damn good in the NFL NBA nah fam all I'll say is fade the Rockets everything else I I couldn't tell you I, I I'm the wrong guy because I'm so analytical and I I'm I'm into formulas and numbers so much that I, I don't do it with the Rockets. I mean, with the NBA, I watch the Rockets. I watch some of the tertiary games, but I'm not your guy. Uh, yeah, and fade Ivan as well. Uh, always one team. That guy in the chat, don't fuck with him. Um, I'm happy to make it. I think it's a shout out. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, below average shoot, don't do it. Don't do what? Um, let's see. I'm Ross. I think I hit 45% clip this season. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, they tell you 52, you're doing well. And my little laminator 5,000 spreadsheet was at like 55.6, 55.7. So yeah, what's up? Let's go. Appreciate you fam. Thank you for the five biddies. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. By the way, John Dory, did I miss your sub? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. Cause you said we're still on the tip. So. Uh, let's see. What did I miss? I saw somebody say something. At least we got, uh, EG gone. True, 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 true. Yeah, that's true. My big birdie said, don't hate the Lakers got rid of the bad apple and hopefully the team works better. Look, the Lakers got what they may have needed and and it's twofold, right? One, they got rid of Russ. Two, they got guys who gives them more depth, makes them a little bit better and are willing to be role players. And with a guy like LeBron and, and a guy like AD on your squad, if that's your big two, so to speak, and you're like, yo, we just need guys that are going to be in spots to relieve some of the pressure from these two old men. Although at this point, I just, I, I, I don't think that the Lakers have enough time to turn it around at this point. I just, I think it's too little too late, but that's just me. Uh, the Lakers are 13 back. They are, what are they, two, three back from, from the 10 spot? Although that's a pretty tight bunch. They were showing it last night on ESPN. When you look at uh, four through, what is that, 13 in the loss column, which is usually what you go by, 26 to 30 is the separation with a half season to go. You got the All-Star game in like 10 days from today. I think it's the 19th. So you still got a half a season to go roughly. Well, maybe not. Uh, it's what they've played 50 games. So you got 30 games to go. You can make up four games. Certainly you can make up two games on the 10 spot for a play in. And if anyone could do it, it's going to be LeBron, uh, and AD. But I mean, maybe their role players, uh, get them back on track. I don't know. They're, uh, they're, they're one of three teams that are a minus in the plus minus differential in the West. All told. Think about that. The Lakers with LeBron James are uh, one of three teams that are at a minus plus minus differential along with the Spurs and the Rockets. Now, it's not as egregious as the Spurs and Rockets, but it's still not on the right side of it. Uh, So there you go. Um, Let's see. Warriors have lost Steph again. 
who won't be back for at least until after the All-Star break, so they could be in some trouble. Um, Clippers got better. Suns obviously got better, and so did the Mavs, and that's what's going to make it interesting. Is Sacramento going to be for real? We're, we're about to find out. Um, Again, they're putting up a ton of points, but they're also giving up a ton of points, but that's also going to be kind of one of those things, right? The more you score, the more you're going to give up. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, it's not profitable. I need the laminator 5,000. I, yeah, I do post. I mean, I go over them on the site or, or on the show, but then I post them on the Patreon. But uh, yeah, what's up, Christopher Mina? Good to see you, pimp. Thank you. <laughs> Sean said, do I consider uh, AD a bust? I would have told you no, but I, I think it's hard to not at this point, right? Skill set wise, the man had all the skills. All the skills. I always feel like he was a you know top five, top ten player uh, when healthy and when at his best. And that, but that was honestly, it was back when he was still in New Orleans that I felt that he's not been the same since. And I think at this point, and I was a staunch AD supporter, not like a fan, but just like a yeah, you had to give this dude his props and his due. Yeah. I think given what has transpired in his career, especially since he left the Pelicans, I, I think it's hard not to at least consider him, which was the question, a bust. <laughs> well done, Bronco 67 AD, always down. That's outstanding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do I consider him a bust? Yeah. At this point, you paired... At the time, the greatest player on the planet with one of the 10 or 15 best players in the NBA together. And what have they done since the early? I mean, it's just been bad, dude. It's just been bad. Uh, and he can't stay healthy. And that's a huge part of it. Skill set wise, he's still, you know, he still has some value. But if you're not on the floor, you your value is nil, really. Uh, Todd said he has only had two seasons that he played 70 games. Damn. That's bad. That's real bad. Um, <laughs> Clarence said uh, AD can suck a big one. Uh, he's still, you got to remember now, Clarence is a Pelicans fan. So uh, did all that to leave and haven't done anything since. Hey, look. Think about this though. You guys, you got you got uh, Zion and you got uh, CJ and uh, you're you're what? What are you? You're you're seventh in the West. It's going good for the Pellies. Clarence, calm down. Hey, that's a good saying too. Can't help the club in the tub. Boy, I like you. Got some good ones, uh, Bronco sixty seven. Well done. Well done. All right. Let's see. What else do I have on the list here? I got the John Wall stuff out of the way. I got the big trades out of the way. I got a bunch of non-sports stuff. Don't forget, in about 30 minutes, joining me on the program at about 4.15 this afternoon, uh, my guy Forensic from the Forensic Tilts channel is going to join me. I'm excited about this. I had uh, Trent on from Book It Sports on Tuesday. Uh, and that was a, that was a fun interview that we had with him and, um, I'm, I'm digging it. You know, I'm more and more, I've been getting into, um, uh, wagering and gambling. I, uh, forensic tilts has a great channel where he does that live during the day, a lot of soccer, but he's also going to give us some thoughts on, um, the super bowl, but I wanted to kind of, I watched what this dude does and I'm like, 
what the fuck is going on? I'm so confused. Uh, and it looks like just, I, I have no idea. It, I don't know what he's doing. I'm sure some of you do, but I'm stupid. So uh, he's going to join me at 4.15. We're going to talk about that and how he got his start and what he's been up to uh, and where he's headed. We'll also talk some Super Bowl. So that'll be a fun interview. Stick around for that. 4.15 Forensic Tilt's going to join me on the show to uh, talk about his origin story and uh, his his uh, wagering and what he does on the channel in Super Bowl. So that'll be fun. All the interviews this week, might as well call you Barbara Walters. Appreciate that, Steve. If you could be a tree, what tree would you be? <laughs> I'm old. Ah, everything hurts. I don't think she did that. Um, you know what I wanted to do? I'm not going to lie, Uzi. I, you know what I wanted to do? And I talked about it with Raheel Ramzanali. Uh, but I wanted to do like a radio row on Twitch. I wanted to have like all of these people tomorrow nonstop just joining the show. Just right from the get-go and um, like, you know, hey, it's Raheel. And, um, brought to you by, you know, I don't know, Chex Mix. Uh, but I, I couldn't pull it off. The gig yesterday in Dallas kind of threw off the whole schedule and I was actually tweeting with Raheel and talking about it. I still might have him on as a guest tomorrow. But uh, as it stands, no, that's uh, that's not it. So who do we have? Um, went, so Trent joined me on Tuesday. What was Monday? Did we have an interview on Monday? I don't remember. But yeah, we've gotten kind of gotten back to the roots. We've kind of got this show. When this show started, I had somebody on every day. So it's uh, it's been kind of cool to get back to the uh, the old interview roots. Um, yeah, it's not been a bad thing. All right. Uh, um, hold on. Let me. I gotta fix something here. Oh yeah. I almost screwed up big time. The hammer was Monday. Oh, that's right. Joel was Monday. That's right. So Joel Monday, Trent Tuesday, no show yesterday, uh, forensic today, and then maybe reheal tomorrow. So yeah, I've been trying to get shock on, uh, forever. Jared Taylor. We just, the schedules have not been vibing. And every time he's scheduled to have him on, he, some shit will pop up and he can't make it. Or I would have somebody already scheduled and like he was going to do Tuesday, but I already had Trent booked. So no can do. Uh, all right. What you say about roots, huh? What? 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 What does that even mean? All right, you know what? I want to do some non-sports. Can you can you guys hang with me for some non-sports for just a second? Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? I know some of you are nothing but sports nerds, and all you need is sports in your life. But to you, I say, relax. It's okay to have some fun. This this is a sports and entertainment show. We have spent the better part of two hours talking NBA, NBA trade deadline, and whatnot. Uh, let's talk some non-sports. Let's have some fun with it. Shock's busy worrying about Lamar. True. Any chance you can get Isaiah Carey on the show and ask him about the bug video? Now, Cisco, I'll say this. I have I have talked to him about it. We're, we have made the attempts in the past to get him on. But I don't know if I would talk to him about the bug video. And do you know why? Cisco, because that's all anybody ever would want to talk to him about. And I don't, I, I'm, you know, me, I've always been that guy that I don't like the cliche, the, the hacky, um, run of the mill stuff. 
And bringing on Isaiah Carey to talk about that would be exactly that. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's done countless interviews where they've asked that. Countless interviews where they've brought it up. I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about him getting a start and him getting involved and, you know, the direction of his show and this, that, and the other. And if he wanted to talk about it, if he embraced it, great. But I feel like he would kind of be like, man, this is the last thing I want to fucking do is have to go on and talk about this stupid-ass bug video for, you know, an hour. That would be my thought anyways. Maybe I'm wrong. Some people embrace that shit. If that's what, you know, if that's what you're famous for, if that's what you're known for and that's how you made your name, then cool. I know you post about it on his Instagram, but I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would probably fill that out with him. Be like, do you want to talk about that? Because if you don't want me to ask, I won't. And I would be fine with that. I think we could have a great, interesting conversation without having to bring it up. But that's just me. Y'all know me. I've always been that cat. I want shit to be original on this show, even if it's not good. Uh, Christopher Mina has a question for me. Ask me anything about anything. Barry. Have you considered hosting a Twitter space with the community? Um, uh, I have not. What do you, what is the, what is that? What is that? What is that? I mean, I know that's like clubhouse in a way, right? Um, in fact, I, I saw them talking about it on like some Patreon workshop or some shit, but, uh, no, I have not considered, uh, doing a Twitter space. Although I might. Actually, you know what? The one thing I did think about was a comedy Twitter space. Bronco said, Nuggets Nation, let's roll. There you go. Um, I loved Isaiah Carey forever, but only recently saw the bug video. I'd actually want to know more about his community reach. I had an idea about the wine industry in inner city. Oh, there you go. Um, What's a great idea? Isaiah Carey or the Twitter space? I don't know what that means, Clarence. Which one? Getting Isaiah Carey on the show or hosting a Twitter space? Um... Yeah, I, the Twitter. I, I've never done one. I guess I need to join one to see how it goes first. But I'd I'd be down for that. Listen, I'm down to do anything that'll help the growth of this show. At this point, I'm down to do anything that'll help the growth of the show. Now, I also want to do things to kind of you know um, show my appreciation to the community. But at the same time, the effort that I put in has to be for growth as well. So I'm down to do that if it's uh. That's why we tried the uh, Podbean Live thing for a while. Just didn't work out, but that, that shit happens. Toss it, I'll never go into a Twitter space. I assumed it was just people talking over each other. Same, same. That's kind of what I thought, too. I don't know how that works, but I think you can mute people if you want to. Um, all right. What's it going to do? Oh, I got to update you guys about Super Bowl squares. So we have... We've had three boards fill up already. Every year we do Super Bowl squares on the show. This is our third year in a row for doing Super Bowl squares. And we've already filled up three boards, so we've already sold 300 squares. If you, We opened up a fourth board because people kept asking. They kept asking about, hey, man, can I get some squares? And I was like, sorry, fam, I'm fresh out, pimp. You want to buy some uh, but no, we, 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 we had enough people ask about more squares that we've opened up a new, uh, board and there's only a hundred and then we're not doing a fifth board. So when these are gone, these are gone. If you want to get in on the Barry on deck squares, we've got a public board, the third public board open, the private, uh, Patreon board is done. So that's gone and closed. So all the Patreon members that didn't get on can't. 
Um, but if you want to get on the public squares, it's five bucks, and we do five bucks because, dude, some of the boards out there are like twenty five bucks, a hundred bucks. Like, bitch, what? That's a lot. That's a lot. Not us. We do it for five bucks, uh, and you know, you win one hundred twenty five bucks per quarter. And it's all done online, so you don't have to like, you know, meet me somewhere in a back alley. Uh, you just you 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 say I want to join, and you email that email address on the screen right there. Jen, two ends. Jen at barryondeck.com. Email her, and she will send you the info how you can sign up and get a square. It's super easy. It's all online. You'll Venmo her the money. That's how you reserve your square. So you go online. She'll e- okay. Email her. She's gonna send you a link with a passcode. You're going to sign in, you're going to pick how many squares you want, and then you're going to Venmo her the money. And then during the Super Bowl, after each quarter, she's going to pay out all the winners in the exact way that you paid her. So if you Venmoed her the money and you won the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, boom, money's back in your Venmo, the money that you won, 125 bucks. So it's super easy. It's all done online and it's five bucks a square. So if you've got five or 10 bucks and you want in, great. Uh, according to Jen, <clears throat> according to Jen, we have 44 squares left. And when they're gone, they are gone. And I'll warn you, I haven't even sent them out to my mailing list yet, which is over a thousand people. So I feel like once I send this out to a thousand people, those 44 squares are going to be gone. So if you want in on our squares for five bucks a square, you better email Jen right now, Jen at barryondeck.com and get them done. Hey, what's up, Todd? Todd said, all right, folks, kids are getting off the bus, about to go hide in a bush and light them up with their uh, gel blaster guns. What the hell's a gel blaster gun? What's that? And yes, she does accept tips too. Tipper. Send her $7 for her work. She does all this for free. Well, I mean, I try to break her off a little something every now and then, but, you know, it ain't a salary or none of that shit. Time! <laughs> I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for the 200 bitties. Thank you for hanging out. Much appreciated, my friend. Uh, stay alive, Todd. Okay. That's a long story. That was a back story. Uh, Donna was like, Donna has a squares problem, you guys. Donna has an addiction. She's like, come on, daddy. Come on, Daddy. Let me start up. Let me have a square, Daddy. Can I? Can I? Can I get a square, Daddy? How much for one square? Like five dollars. Oh, I'll do dirty shit to you for a free square. Like no, Donna. No, Donna has a squares addiction. She's on what five boards now? Yeah, Eric said super big game on Sunday in Arizona. Yeah, that one. I know. I'm. I said Super Bowl. You know. You know. Uh, a Twitter space is an open mic forum. Here's Mina breaking it down. Hey, yo, what's up? Q act. Uh, what did I say it right? I don't think I said it right. Uh, let me make sure I say it right. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Q activists. Uh, do I have a job outside of streaming? Was the question. Sorry, Q. I didn't mean to miss that. Uh, I don't know if you're still here or if you just left because I didn't answer your question right away. Uh, but I apologize. I'm trying to get through all of these. Uh, Q said, do you have a job outside of streaming? Um, not really. I mean, yes, I'm a stand-up comic and, but this is all I do. I have this show that I do four days a week and I do stand-up comedy and I used to have a TV show. Uh, I used to have a radio show. Those are both gone. So I have this, I have stand-up comedy. That's pretty much it. That's how I make my money. 
Um, you know, I mean, I stopped pimping, so I don't have any hoes in my stable anymore. Um, that's pretty much it. I got a sugar mama and, um, she's nice enough to let me chase these dreams. So yeah, this is what I do, fam. This is it. All right. Christopher Mina said a Twitter space is an open mic forum where you talk about a specific topic or shoot the shit as a host. You have the ability to let others speak or simply just listen. Okay. Um, so tell me what I, what I thought Twitter spaces were like for a purpose or for a reason. I guess I need to go join some and listen, but that doesn't, I mean, that sounds okay, but we kind of have a discord already for that where people can talk shit and hang out and be cool community wise. I don't know why I would want that. Tidal Wave, why'd you say wow? What's up, Tidal Wave? Uh, can't spare a square. Okay. Uh, let's see. I love you, Donna. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> all right. All right, we're all caught up. Okay. I got to say uh, real quick for, to those of you that sit in a thankful Thursday. Thank you so much again for the support. Much love to my sweet, sweet Donna. Truck driver Pookie sent in one, and they sent in a message. Where the fuck did my phone go? Oh. They all sent messages. Uh, well, they usually do. Um, here it is. Hold on. Oh, shit. Where'd it go? Uh, here we go. Uh, Donna said, happy, thankful Thursday. Donna, my sweets, I love you. Thank you for the $10 thankful Thursday. Truck driver Pussy said, hashtag don't free Reyes. <laughs> hashtag stand with white magic. Thank you uh, for your $5 thankful Thursday. Sylvia, sweetie, thank you for the thankful Thursday as well. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. PB Dubs in a $6 thankful Thursday. He said, thirsty, thankful, third hour Thursday. That's a lot. CC sent one in. Sorry I'm late. I forgot, but CC still loves you. Happy Mardi Gras. CC, please don't show your titties to anybody. Happy Mardi Gras. I love you. Thank you for your $5 thankful Thursday. Jen said, sent one in and said, shut your face, Laminac. Wow. Super aggressive, but you work here. Stop sending it. And then uh, also, oh, wait. Oh, oh, that's not good. That's not what I was hoping for. Uh, Also, Alex um, Villanueva sent in a uh, $10 Thankful Thursday on PayPal. Trying to see what it says. This slow ass phone. Bullshit ass phone. Uh, I want to say, uh, this is Brian Barry. Did you like the football file the other day in your email? Yeah, dude, I'm going to fire that up tonight uh, and try to see what I can grab from it for tomorrow's show because tomorrow's going to be a Super Bowl-heavy show. Uh, it's going to be mostly Super Bowl talk, mostly football talk, but we might do some NBA uh, as well, depending on what else goes down. But uh, so here we go. Alex Villanueva sent in a $10 Thankful Thursday, and it said, God, slow as shit. Why it's so slow? Oh, I'm not on Wi-Fi. Yo, good Thursday afternoon to you. Hopefully Dallas was good. Let's get this train rolling. Yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Alex. Uh, must appreciate it, my friend. Wait, did I miss some shade? No, Hugh Dad, I don't think you missed any shade. I don't I don't think so. Um, all right. Let's there we go. We got about we got about eight uh excuse me. Um 18 minutes. No. 13, 12 minutes. Until Forensic Till's going to join me and talk about his channel and his show and what he does. I found out I had unclaimed property in Texas. I feel like Clarence is about to start like a um, a commercial. What's that one? Where they're like, uh, you get a settlement. What's that settlement thing that you get? 
Call JG Whitworth 877.com. I feel like that's what Clarence is about to start doing. Uh, all right. Where's the damn thing at? I was looking for. I can never find it. Get your shit together, Laminac. I kind of should have peed before Frenzy Tilt gets here. Uh, okay. Now we're good. All right. So we have been live for exactly two hours. Look at me. All right. I got the third hour. Uh, I told you guys no third hour Thursday today because I have a guest. So tomorrow we're going to do the private third hour in the third hour of the show. So first two hours will be right here on the Twitch channel for the public, but then all my Patreon peeps that have been supporting this show and keeping it going uh, every single month, I'll do that third hour for you guys privately. And if you're not a member of Patreon, Hey, look, if you enjoy the show, if you dig the show, it's always cool when you subscribe here on Twitch and all that. And trust me, it's appreciated and it's, and it's helpful, but joining the Patreon, man, if you dig what we do around here, you will love being a Patreon member. We got a bunch of shit planned for the year. We've got some new tiers coming. We've got a ton of swag that you get. I send out gifts uh, at twice a year. And you get access to the private Discord, which is a great place to hang out, a great community where we have a good time and we support each other. And it's a it's a cool environment. There's not a lot of bullshit that goes on. I don't allow it. And some people have like even Reyes was like, well, I heard since I'm not on the Discord anymore, it sucks. No, people have lives to live. But you know what? There's not on my Discord. There's not a lot of toxicity. It's not a toxic Discord. It may not be the, which I don't think a toxic Discord is a fun Discord anyway. So it's a chill place to hang out and get along and ask questions and talk. And yeah, that may not be for you. Maybe you like that toxic shit, Reyes. But I'm proud of what we have and I'm proud of of the people and the, and the members of it and how they do it. And if you want to be a part of that, just join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Barry on deck. All right. Twitter has new rules, folks. Uh, there you go. What's up, Robin? Thank you for being here. Twitter has new rules, and uh, I wanted to do this. It is a uh, Robin. Thank you for the. <laughs> it's a non-sports story, but we have been so sports heavy today. We have been so sports heavy, so we're gonna do a little non-sports before four fifteen when Forensic Tilt joins. What's up, Savage Rips? Uh, we're gonna do a little non-sports, and then uh, once my guy uh, Forensic joins the show. Uh, we're going to obviously get into his origin stories and, and talk that in sports and everything else. See, Eric knows Discord is a good time. Um, no, we're not talking the bathroom. What is this? We're not talking. Uh, we aren't taking bathroom chips. I don't know what that means. We're talking Twitter. Now, <clears throat> I don't know how much of this is true. What's up, uh, freaking Neekin? Did I say that right? Uh, good to see you, buddy. Um... I don't know how much of this shit is true, but if this is true, what the, what are we doing? Elon bro, this, I saw this today. It's from, I don't know if that's puberty <laughs> or puberty. I think it might be puberty. Cause it doesn't talk about puberty. Um, <laughs> freaking Nika said close enough. I'll take it. My bad. Look, I always fuck up everybody's names when they're new to the channel. So it's my fault. My fault. It's a dad joke from truck driver from TD on Discord bathroom. Oh, don't hit me with that bullshit. What's up, Total Dallas? All right, this is what they're saying. This is rumored new Twitter rules. 200 DMs per day limit. That includes group chats. 
Uh, 20 tweet limit per day. That includes retweets, quote tweets, and replies. You get four photos or one video per day. Media tweets are counted separately from the general tweets. And that would be your limits. Or you join Twitter Blue, pay the five bucks a month, and have no limits. Bitch, if you think, Elon, if you think for one single solitary second that I'm going to line your rich-ass pockets with $5 a month to be able to use your shitty platform, you have lost your weird-ass electric car inventing mind. I mean, I don't know how to say this with any more class or panache or maturity, but Elon Musk can go fuck himself. If he thinks, if he thinks that I'm going to pay to use his platform, you're out your mind, bro. You've lost your fucking mind. I mean, lost it. And, and if this is the path that social media is heading down where, oh, you want to you wanna post on Instagram? You want to post up? Well, it's five bucks a month. Well, man, fuck it then. I won't use any of that shit. I really, I hate social media as it is. I have to be on it because of my jobs, this and comedy. Bro, I wish, I wish Elon Musk would start charging everybody. And again, it's not charging. <clears throat> He's just limiting what you can do. You might as well. You might as well, man. It's just not worth it. Especially that one. If we're ranking all of the social media platforms, if we were to, you know, do one of those tier rankings, you got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and what am I missing? Oh, uh, let's see. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And we count YouTube as a social. It's not really considered a social. What am I missing here? Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Bro, of all of those, Twitter is the worst. <coughs> Snapchat, bro. Don't nobody give a shit about Snapchat Total Dallas. Nobody, nobody um over the age of 30 is fucking with Snapchat. As far as I know. No, OnlyFans is not a damn. Uh, social media account. Hey, what's up, Matry? Matry said I'm here for the forensic interview. <laughs> Coming up shortly, five minutes away. MySpace isn't even around. Well, it is around. We created one. Uh, oh, Snapchat is for everyone. Bro, nobody uses Snapchat. Well, I, I don't. I couldn't figure this shit out. Literally every snap was like, did I do that right? Is that how that fucking works? So if you followed me on Snapchat, that's all you're getting. Uh, Hugh Dapp said 33 Snapchat King. Is it really? <laughs> Freaking Nika said, damn, I missed MySpace's top eight. Do you know how many friends I lost because of that? You'd be like, well, how come I'm not in your top eight? Because you borrowed $30 from me, Frank, and never gave it back. That's why. 
You ain't in my top eight. Bitch, pay me my $30. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you, Jacob. Thank you for the sub, man. Bitch, how are you going to ask to be my own? Robin did that. Robin just gifted a, a, a sub to Jacob, so I appreciate you, Robin. And thank you for the follow as well. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You're not. I, boy, top eights. Top eights would cause some fights now. Some fights. I'm glad that shit don't exist no more, for real. Uh, yeah, the four-pack's in the building. Look at everybody showing up strong. Strong, I say. Uh, Robin is a great Estonian lad. Okay, nice. Estonian, huh? That's, I don't even know where that is. I guess it's Estonia. Uh, if I wasn't invited to Timmy's party, I'd drop a nasty rumor in the bulletins. You know what the fucking worst thing about MySpace was? I'm going to tell you the worst thing about MySpace. It was all of the GIFs, all of the, like, emojis that were animated and they had, like, sparkles and shit on them. It was just nauseating. It was like a bedazzled social media. You ever seen, like, you know that one, like, you see that white lady at Michael's or Hobby Lobby and she's got, like, I made this vest myself. It's just got, like, you know, bedazzled shit on it. It's got, like... I put some baubles on it. Like, bitch, what's a bobble? I just, I put some baubles and some beads on it, and it's got, these are not real sapphires, by the way. I bought these as a box of a 1,000 on Amazon, but they're supposed to be sapphires. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Her vest is exactly all the shit you saw, all the glitter bullshit on my space. And that's why it died, because I was like, I can't do this. I can't just be around these Karens on my space all day. Oh, my God, Hugh Dab. Just, I'm not even reading that. I, I will just, oh, my God. Stop it. My mom uses those gifts in the family group text. <laughs> yeah, look at you guys. My space was so fetch. It was on fleek. <laughs> I hate y'all. I, I hate y'all so much. So much. Imagine a husband explaining a side piece creeping into his top eight. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that happened. Oh, I'm, I'm 100% sure that happened. Uh, what's up, AJ, MJ, DJ, 23, if that is your real name? He said, I'm here for the forensic interview. Well, it's about to happen, pimp. We got a couple of minutes, and then it goes down. So just hang tight, you know, like, you know, just my man's is ready. Uh, you know what? By the way, I'm going to tell you this before I bring on forensic. He was like, so do I have to be nude for this? I was like, what the fuck kind of show do you think this is, bro? Yes absolutely he was like well do i need to like he he does his show from a sex dungeon so he was like do i have to change the background like because he had all his when he showed me a picture of it he's got like all these you know like weird like masks and ball gags and whips and he had like a chair like a sex chair in the back i was like what the fuck i was like yeah bro you can't show none of that on this show this is a this is a christian show you can't do that this is a religious show and i i know i curse but most of that's in the bible I'm pretty sure they said fuck in the Bible once. I mean, I don't know if I ever read it, but I'm just, I'm guessing it's there. I don't know. <laughs> no, Steven, it's not forensic tits. That's next week. <laughs> it's forensic tilts this week, okay? Uh, can you please check the mute with O2 so far? Uh, it's not my fault, okay? Trent's mic was muted on Tuesday. That one, he had to switch his whole setup. That was, don't blame me for that, asshole. All right, you know what? I've had enough of your shit, chat. I'd rather talk to somebody else. Somebody, 
somebody with some common sense and some decency around this place. And since there's nobody else here, I'll just go with. <laughs> Joining me on the program right now. I'm super excited about this show. I've been a big fan of this dude for a really long time, and he has a great channel. Uh, and by the way, Maz, let's get a shout out to uh, Forensic Tilts in the chat, man. Joining me on the program right now, my dude, my guy. What's up, Forensic? How are you, buddy? How's it going? How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, look at that shit. Not my fault. Suck it, chat. Hugh Dad, you raggedy <laughs> bitch. Talk about let's not have him on mute. Okay, now what, ho? Uh, dude, thanks for being here, man. I see you got the sex dungeon all cleaned up. That looks nice. I, I did have to clean this up. I'm not going to lie. I don't. <laughs> my chat's probably never seen this portion of my room. It's a little dirty. I get it cut off, but, you know, we're clean now. now That's why you, I asked you. <laughs> you did ask me. You were like, hey, bro, dude, is there like a green screen option or a background? I was like, no, fam. It's just it's camera and mic, and that's it. I don't know what you got to do back there, what shit, what bodies you got to hide. Uh, but no, dude, I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, how long have you been on Twitch? Let's start there. How long have you been doing this? I started streaming on Twitch in September of 2020, but I did not go full time until November of 2020 or sorry, excuse me, 2021, 2021. Okay. So almost a year, a little over a year yeah. part time. Mm -hmm. And then you went full time. Um, yes. what does this say? Can you let four know, uh, we outside, I don't know. What is that? Is that a, is that a thing? Is that a, every stream share with me, huh? Every stream we outside, okay. we outside. That's my boy freaking Incan. <laughs> what is the, what is the meaning of that? What does that mean? <laughs> There's just some video. I think that, uh, these people are doing in New York and then he just starts it every time with we outside. Oh, every time. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that's okay. <laughs> See every, what I love about this is every community kind of has their own inside jokes that that is just the community like you'll see some shit in our chat and and a lot of people like your community coming in might be like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> you know and it's just we have our own thing and i, I that's the that's the thing i love about twitch is that every community is kind of this self-contained unit right it's a group and there we all have something in common and we all kind of rally yeah. around each other but then the beautiful thing is is that twitch has that where we can share communities you've raided me a ton i've tried to return the favor and raid you back and we've done you know my community has been in your chat your community is hanging out with us today it's a beautiful thing man what is your favorite part about doing this job Honestly, it's meeting everybody from all around the world. Like, I, I don't think I stress it enough, but it's just meeting someone from Norway, meeting someone from Sweden, Estonia, Latvia, just countries you would never think about meeting people from when, while we're here in our little Alabama. bubble in the USA. Yeah, all those countries. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to roll a tide this early, but yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it's just meeting everybody from all around the world learning about their culture learning about how they view the sport of football and it's just it's great that's probably my number one favorite thing and and, and let's be clear when you say football you mean soccer for us ignorant americans you you when you say football that's what you're not talking eagles chiefs although you we will um, yeah. <laughs> but so you're a you're you're tell the people primarily for those decades that don't know uh tell them about your stream like what it is what what you primarily do so we primarily do soccer, football betting um, every day. Every doesn't matter what time it, I start, doesn't matter what time I end. We are betting on soccer leagues all around the world. And people are always like, oh, so, you know, you bet on the Premier League. And I'm like, yeah, we bet on the Premier League. But like, have I can you can I can I take you to that step in my office? And can we go into Romania, second division women and go check out this this bet? 
Um, and that's where people like have no idea what I'm talking about. They think we're the biggest degenerates in the world. But what's funny is, um, I, it's actually the opposite. Since we've been on these smaller leagues, we'll be taking all the stats. We'll be going to the recent head-to-heads. I'll be looking at matches from like 2021 to figure out if this is a good bet to make today. And um, That's yeah, crazy, that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That is insane. First of all, I got to shout out real quick. Hey, freaking Ika, thank you for the sub, man. That's the follow. Oh, she, he, is freaking Ika a he or a she or doesn't matter. I appreciate the sub and the follow. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you are. Thank you so I much. Uh, hey, um, yeah, so Eric Resendez said soccer talk. See, we don't talk a lot of, of soccer slash football on this show. Just I never grew up with it, so it's not something that I'm passionate about. I tried to mix in a little World Cup. I got to be honest with you, though, dude, when I've watched you after raiding your show, uh, and you're always so gracious, by the way. Thank you for that. Heck yeah. But um, thank you, Robin, for the sub. Holy shit. <laughs> Bro, when I've watched you, I have, it's literally like I'm, I'm reading a foreign language. It's like I'm, I'm looking. I don't understand. I don't know how else to put this, Forensic. Uh, what the fuck do you do? Bro, what is that? I... It looks so different than what I'm used to when I wager on American football. What it's different, right? I mean, it's very different. Oh, it's so different. And it's funny because um when I first started betting, soccer was not one of the sports I bet on ever. I would literally really? maybe tail someone here and there on 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 Reddit or on Twitter and just roll with that. I was mainly just baseball, NFL, and um NBA, just like everybody else is usually yeah. in America. So what happened was in COVID of 2020, um, everything stopped. And then some Belarus league came about. The uh, the women's soccer league in the USA was one of the first team sports to come back. Not enough people talk about that. And mm. um, they had a whole tournament in Utah, which I just dove into. I was like, I need to touch up something. I was in Discord with people, and um, from there it just kept going and going and going. And then it was then it became a situation where at my old job I was able to wake up at five thirty every day, and um, well. There are football matches on at 5.30 in the morning. Vietnam, Australia is ending. It, it's, it's, it's a full-time thing for, for us. Um, but it's, uh, it's crazy. And I totally understand when someone comes in my stream and I talk very fast as it is. So you can only you imagine when people from <laughs> other countries that don't speak English as a primary language, but we can all speak the language of football and betting. So yeah. that's how we make it work. No, it's a different. And by the way, we got a hype train going, which is dope as shit, man. Thank you guys for He's amazing. They're, they're, they're super generous, man. That's It reminds me of the decades. The same kind of thing. Uh, Alan Dinson, thank you for the 200 bits. Thank you for the 69. I like. Uh, Hugh Dam, thank you for the 50. I J, what is that? I don't know if I said that right. I, I, Jit Okay. Thank you for the follow. Fuck, I don't know. XVJ, thank you for the follow. Uh, okay. You do talk fast, mm-hmm. right? Like when I've watched, I'm like, holy shit. Uh, I, I could see that being a problem with folks that are, that are English, like you said, isn't their primary or first language. Is it, did you develop that just because of how quickly that shit moves and you've got to make decisions? Is it, I know for me, like I, I do stand up comedy and when I'm on stage, I'm kind of like that, right? Like I'm, I'm, um, pretty high energy. I talk a little faster. I I'm feeling that silence with words. Is that, is that where it originated from? For you. It actually just straight up originates from my grandma. She talks as fast as me. No I just shit. I know I get it from her. I get it right from her. Um, maybe probably from like gaming all these years online with like Xbox. You play those shooter games. You got to make yeah. your callouts quick. That could be a um something that developed it. But 
Yeah, no, I catch myself tripping over my own words a lot. I'm sure people in the chat have definitely seen me go, ah, let's take a second. Let me just, let me just, let me slow it do down do for that? everyone. Where you're just going to go to go and you're just like, oh, shit, I got to yeah. recenter for a second. Yeah. Jesus, it gets exhausting. Yeah. People don't realize mm -hmm. that doing this, and especially if you talk a lot, like I do a solo show, I talk a lot, you talk a lot, and you talk faster than me. So, like, if you if we were just looking at words per minute, you are packing it in. Um, <laughs> how long is an average show for you? How long How long is an average uh, stream for you? I should say. I would say an average stream would probably be four to four and a half hours. God, we dang. start around twelve, and we probably end around five. But give or take, how long I take to do my outside of stream activities. That's insane, bro. I do it for three, and I am spent <laughs> at the end of three. Like, four and a half? There's no way. Hey, by the way, Total Dallas, thank you for the 100 bits. Thank you for the 100 bits as well. My friend, much appreciated. We are level two of this hype train. That's dope as shit. Um, his morning poop? What? Okay. We didn't. That was inappropriate. Why did I read that out loud? You ever do that when you read some chat, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, Why yeah. did I do that? Uh, yeah, Alice said I need to step it up. Okay, let's not judge, okay? Let's <laughs> not judge. Now, tell me about uh, what it is you're wagering on, because I'm honestly, when I'm looking at your screen, it's it's nothing that registers with me. Like, I mean, I understand it's soccer, but it looks different. It looks, is it a daily thing? Is it a, is it in-game live? Like, what is, what is it exactly? Yeah, so this is probably the biggest, um, I guess, difference between what I do and just soccer betting in general. Most people will just give you a play beforehand, like, hey, I'm taking this team to win. I'm taking this this many goals in this game. Um, but in our stream, it's going to sound surprising. I don't really look at what games are on the day I stream. I just have an idea of what leagues are on. I have an idea of what leagues are on. Um, when I fire up the stream, it's just like when I used to do betting back in the day. I'm going to see what's on the board, what the score lines are for every game. Um, the biggest number one thing I look at right away, if it's a, if it's two teams I'm not too familiar with, I want to see what the books had the pregame odds at. When I know what the books had the pregame odds at, we can work with what should happen in the game. And um, that's something that a lot of people don't do. It's all about beating the books, beating the books, beating the books. Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the soccer world, I like to use the books to, to make my bets. I like to know if the if the big favorite at home is down a goal. We know as soccer bettors, they got to push for the goal just because you never want to drop points at home. Um, and that's kind of like the the vibe or like the uh, the way we push the bets out. So when you see me going, all right, I'm going to take this late. I'm basically saying I'm going to take a late goal in this game at these odds and we're going to lock it in and then sweat it out for about 10 minutes. Damn. Now, how much would you say on an average stream you're, you're wagering? How much, just, a, just an, in general, what do you, you know, I mean, everybody usually deals in units, but do you show people like, oh, I'm risking, you know, how much your units are, or you just show that you're betting that unit? Yeah, so funny story about that. Um, it works out for us in a weird way because on the website I use that has every single soccer match available in the world, like I'm seriously in the world, um, they have me limited now. I can't bet more than usually $10 on a game. So I would say any stream average is around 200 to $250 in wagers. But um, it, it's crazy if I can ever get down $25 on a bet. And um, a lot of people will say, hey, why don't you move to this site, this site, this site? Well, number one thing is the site I use has everything, right? So if you take me off this site, we're no longer betting on our fun leagues anymore. We're betting on the mainstream like stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's why I... Uh, only about $200, $250 on, on stream at least. That's insane. Hey, Hugh Dab, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. Dude, so you're, you're and you do this how many days a week? 
uh i would say five five on average so you're Sometimes five six. days a week roughly 200 bucks a, a stream uh and are you around that 52 to 53 percent success rate that most successful guys are at are you above that or below it it's hard to really calculate my ROI, I would say, or just my hit rate in general, because we usually, I usually take stream, bet. I'll take people's ch uh, calls from chat, for example. Someone's like, hey, what do you think about taking this uh, bet? I'll look at it, analyze it, we'll talk about it. I'll be like, you know what? F it, let's go. Let's take this one with you. So it's like, for me, it's not always just about me. It's really about the community, which I tell them all the time. Like without four pack, without the chat, it, the stream doesn't happen. I, I'm not going to be talking to myself for just firing off bets. So I love the fact that now I have, um, at any given time, you know, 90, 100 plus people being like, what about this? What about this? What about this? So I have people basically analyzing the board for me. And um, nice. that's how I kind of make bets. So uh, we usually see what I start with on the stream and what I end with on the stream. So we kind of just see like if the balance is going up or down. That's cool. <laughs> Steven, the other guy said, damn, getting bits and gambling, his taxes must be hell. <laughs> 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 no shit. That's got to be crazy to keep up with all of that. Um, are, do you uh, do you ever have somebody that feels bad? Like, like, oh, dude, tell this. And then it eats shit. And they're like, sorry, here's here, I'll send you the money back to that. Is that Very bad? rarely do people you say assholes! sorry. Very rarely, but I, but what, funny enough, on the, on the flip side, if someone does get a call right that I do not take, Oh, the I told you so army comes out and in, in, in loads. Oh, for sure. For sure. And if something hits big, I'm guessing they want to cut, right? Bro, I just <laughs> made you 200 bucks. You got to send me a tip. Like, no, nah, fam, you cost me 200 <laughs> last week. We're even. That's exactly. hilarious, dude. How did you now? You, you know, you said some of this you're looking at. You're using the books to beat the books and you're doing some of that. Are you pretty formulaic with it? Are you? Do you have kind of, you know, like a beautiful mind type situation going where you've got some like clear whiteboard off to the side that we can't see that you're doing crazy formulas with and figuring all that shit out? Or are you just going with your gut a lot of times? It's, I hate saying it's like you just, you've seen it so many times that you can kind of predict what's going to happen based on like what you've seen in the past. Um, there are times where you'll see me not talk for about, I'd say six to seven seconds when everyone's like, is a stream frozen? And I'm like, no, I'm literally just thinking right now. Cause I usually talk out everything I'm thinking, but there are times where it's like, you got to make the gut call. Are we going over or under in this game? Um, and it's just one of those things. Like you said, it, I would say it's more gut sometimes too. We use stats and everything, but at the end of the day, all the stats can lead to one thing, but if it still loses, it still loses. So sometimes you just got to go with your gut. That's crazy. I'm the opposite, right? Like I'm like, I, I it, mine is all formulaic, and then what I'll do is I'll try to mix it in. That's why I keep two different records. I keep what like the formulas say to do that I came up with for NFL betting, but then I mix in like because the formula doesn't know about injuries and weather and all that other shit. So I'll mix that in and make my picks based off of it. But dude, I I got a week to do all that shit. You're doing this <laughs> shit on the fly, four hours a day, five days a week. Yeah, That's no, insane, I mean, bro. It is. It is. And I always just tell people like there is a whole different dynamic on the people you see like on Twitter or on anywhere else where they put their plays out four to five a day. And then that's it. For me, it's like I might put out 20 plays. I put my face on it. You see me talk it out. You'll see me sweat it. So it's like I just feel like that's the whole like entertainment educational value than just here's three plays. Let's hope that we go and profit. If like that's somebody, where I try to like separate myself. Are you now? I mean, so one, uh, it was super dope that you joined up the Twitch Sports Accelerator program. You ended up getting Twitch Partner, which is amazing and says a lot about you and being entertaining and, and doing what you're doing. And congrats on that, by the way. Thank um, you. 
there's one there's one aspect of making money on Twitch, right? And that's obviously it's the it's the bits and the hype trains, which by the way, thank you guys. Level two hype train, three gifted subs, five hundred and nineteen bits. You guys are awesome. There's that, right? But then there's you're kind of you've got two different revenue streams happening at the same time, right? You've got the gambling side of it, you've got the uh, the Twitch side of it is, is there a, is from a business perspective, are you kind of strategic with, with how much you'll bet? Or do you focus on trying to get hype trains and, and bits going? Or is this like, I, I make my money win or lose with the wagering and whatever the community subscribes or, or sends as far as bits goes is just a bonus to you. How does that, how do you play that out from a business perspective? No, that's a great question. Um, so, so far, I would say when I was not limited, I basically accured this crypto from betting, kind of set it aside as like a as like a secure fund where um, it would give me some time on Twitch to build the Twitch. And I have still a, an income that I just basically pay myself what I made at my old job per month. Um, nice. But I would say that at this current time, uh, the hardest challenge for me is what exactly what you said. How do I generate more revenue on stream? And that's what I do. Actually, I go on Twitch and I try to see what other creators do to, um, you know, pump up their, uh, their, I guess, their hype trains or subs or bits. And it's um, that is probably, I would say, one of the hardest things right now for me. It's like almost like a, a mental block on better ways to, uh, you know, generate subs for the stream. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's a, it's a great question. Have you? Do you do a Patreon? I do not. Uh, you should really consider that. Like I, that has been so great for, uh, for me and the growth of this show and, and the community it gives folks. Cause I mean, Twitch gives subs and, and that to me, there's not a ton of perks that you get from a sub other than the support, right? Like, you mm -hmm. know, uh, they like what you do. They like your show. But I think with Patreon, bro, you really get to control that. And there's opportunities where you can teach folks what you're doing on your Patreon. You can give them behind the scenes stuff. You can, there's a lot of shit that you can play with. And I think a lot of people in your community would be interested in above and beyond just supporting through subs and bits. I, and maybe you and I should have a discussion because man, my Patreon uh, people have been amazing. And I, I mm -hmm. those are the ones you find out, you know, you'll have, you've got a huge community and there's a subset of those that really want to see you win, that really want to see you succeed because they dig you. Those are the ones that you can, you know, talk to about Patreon and I'm sure they would be down in there because people love what they love, man. This, for me, this all started out of necessity because I got fired from radio and a lot of the decades that you see in this chat every single day, uh, were, were supporters and fans of mine from radio that were like, bro, just build something and we'll be there. And they never left, man. And and I know you've got that kind of community. So, um, yeah, it's that's the tough part is how do you make money doing this? And I think that's where the community itself uh, has to rally around you too, right? Because if we can't pay bills as streamers and content creators, there's no stream. Yeah, that's and, it and so, that's literally it and so i i want to encourage everybody that digs what you do man make sure you you find out ways where you can support forensic and doing what he does because that is critical man it is so crucial to the survival of a stream is that the community supports it and you got to give back right you got to do your part you got to be entertaining or fun or whatever and that's the product um but it is crucial so i'm i'm with you man i'm always looking for ways to have value in what they do. You know what I mean? Like that's no, yeah. 
as I was waiting, I did see you say how you had the third hour on a private Patreon stream and I had light bulbs going off in my head. I'm like, because I've never wanted to ever sell picks. That's just never going to be on me. I'm never going to be like, hey, this amount of money per month, I'll give you this, this, this. It would want to, I would want to be paid for like entertainment, be paid for the educational value. Good so um, a private hour honestly sounds like, a, I like that. I like Dude, that idea I, and a lot. I get, like this show is our, I, I think that the show that I do on a daily basis is a lot of fun, right? I don't take myself too serious. We don't, we talk sports and we get serious sometimes, but I try to make this show fun. I'm a stand up comic. So I try to have some fun. We do different things, but the third hour is a whole different animal, bro. I've done the craziest shit you could imagine in the third hour. And it's because I want to show love and, and build value in Patreon and in the community. And, you know, sometimes we get super philosophical and have some deep, deep conversations. And, and sometimes I'll laser my balls. It just that that's, <laughs> that happened like that happened on the Patreon third hour one. So we do all kind of shit. If I get an Amazon delivery, we'll do an unboxing just right there. Whatever the fuck it was, I'll open it up. It's you have a lot of leeway. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, bro, to help you brainstorm some ideas. I, I think that a Patreon thing could be great for you and your community because they'll get benefit out of it, too, man. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's the, the the merch aspect of it. There's the the giving back part of it. There's a lot of stuff you can do. So uh, happy to do that. By the way, mine's hit me with a shoe check. My bad. I actually took them off because my my pinky toe was hurting. But mine's uh, I always try to make my shoes match. Sorry, sorry, forensic. I gotta do this. Uh, he spent nah, his good it. damn channel points. And by the way, mine said he knew you. Uh, mine's we, in the chat. Him. Yeah, he's a loyal <laughs> fan of forensic. Love his shit. That's dope. He he was my uh, World Cup uh, person who went out there and was giving us. He was boots on the ground for us in the World nice. Cup. Nice. <laughs> Does he always try to fucking talk to you about the Toronto Raptors? Jesus. No, he knows I don't like basketball that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love mines. And now mines, we were to literally mines. I spent like 20 minutes on the Raptors earlier in the show, and you fucking missed it, man. Oh, that, oh. damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but he did a shoe check. I do a shoe check. I try to wear some different kind of dope kicks on the show, and I try to make a match. I'm I'm, I'm big into matching and shit. So I wore my uh, my Barry on Deck shirt, and so I, I busted out the 11s. Uh, the Car These aren't the Carolina 11s. I think they are. Yeah, because it's got the uh, Carolina Blue Jordan 11. So that's what I did, Mines. I got my 11s on today, but I didn't really wear them because my pinky toe hurt. Um, <laughs> what does it say? I missed something here. Uh, hey, what's up? Justin, good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. Jamal, uh, much appreciated. Alan said third hour is awesome. Yeah, there's always building in that that value uh, in, in the community itself. You, what is, what is, uh, and we're going to get Super Bowl here in just a second. We're going to start talking Super Bowl in just a second. But one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, what, what is the goal for you? Do you have like, is this, is this just a thing where you're like, Hey, I'm just going to keep doing this and until something better comes along or, or it morphs into whatever it is. Or have you sat down and said, look, this is where I'm at, but this is the end game. This is the goal. I want a TV show or I want X, Y, Z. Do you have anything like that in the plans? I think at this current point, I just like still building the community. I just feel like there's just not enough people that know about the live betting, football, soccer, Twitch stream. Like, um, I would love to keep continuing to grow that. Eventually, you know, maybe a, a big sponsor comes around. Maybe a sports book wants to just do something. But I've told I've told the four pack if a sports book ever comes around, like there's going to be terms. There's going to be a lot of uh, dialogue pad between us to make sure there's none of that extra sneaky, slimy shit going on. So. I do have big plans. It's just a matter of when do I want to execute something different because it's always the fear of if you go in a different lane too early, 
will you piss off your loyal community first? So I'm trying to figure out how to just keep building what I have right now. And I feel like we still have the moon to go, honestly, on just the view count, everything. Yeah, I worry about that. And I, I had to, I had a conversation with uh, with my community and, and you know, on Patreon and Discord because um, when, uh, when the guys over at Book It started raiding and started, you know, showing some love to the channel, it would cause, you know, because you, look, you, you know, you know how this goes as a streamer. You've got your community. You guys get that groove going every day. This is what we do. This is what we do. And even a day like today is different for me and for this show and for the decades that are here every day grinding it out with me because we get a whole new community that comes in the chat. They have different expectations. They're not quite sure not what the unwritten rules of the community are or how the chat works or how the host works. And it's a different dynamic, right? And so... When we started getting these big ass book it raids, I mean, they would send four, five, six hundred people. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck! Like that's amazing, but it changes the dynamic of the show, right? Right. And so I felt bad because I would have to pivot in what I did and how I did it, just to kind of get these folks ingratiated with what I am about and what the community is, and and I I felt bad, and I kind of had to tell them, look, man, I've got to grow this show. And sometimes it's going to mean that we have to pivot and kind of get away from what we normally do when something like that happens. And that's a tough conversation because I love, love, love the deckheads so much, man. I, I wouldn't be doing this without them. But, you know, there's that balance that you have to strike between business and community. And it's tough, man, because without one, there is no other. Right. And in right. both ways. So mm -hmm. I feel you on that, dude. It's tough. Do you uh, do you go? Do you solicit feedback from the community? Do you talk to them and try to get to where their headspace is, or do you just like, oh all hey, the time? Man, I, I feel hope like they trust <laughs> where I'm headed. It's um the number one thing that I think I could probably do when it comes to the feedback of the community, even the feedback of my dad, is uh why not try NBA betting? Just why not? The, the market's huge. It's global. It's probably as global as soccer is um, on the world scale, at least. And um, it's probably the biggest mental debate I've had. Do I really want to start betting on the NBA? Because that is the pivot that I think the, the community would like. Um, I think it could grow the channel a lot. It's just a matter of me at that point. Do I want to bet on the NBA? Do I want to take five hours of soccer and then go right into NBA betting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. That's a, a conundrum. Are you, you know, you said you started NFL, NBA, basketball. Are you, do you not, you said you, somebody, uh, you said, oh, when we're talking about minds, you said you, he knows I hate basketball. Is that the case? Do you just not watch it? Or are you just like, like I hate MMA right now. I hate the UFC and MMA, uh, because I covered it for years. And I was so ingrained in it and, and I was just, I burned out on it, right? Like, I mean, uh, I could probably have a, a, an MMA channel that exploded with all my connections and the people I know. I mean, for goodness sakes, one of my dear friends is the matchmaker for the UFC. I could fucking blow that. But I hate it. I hate it so. Yeah, Mick Maynard is like, I, I could call Mick right now. Come on, bro. <laughs> tell me. Wow. Like, I hate it. I fucking hate it. Is that how you are with basketball where you're just like, I don't give a shit? It's yeah, no, I'd love to try to sugarcoat it and be like, you know, it's a, it's a decent sport. It's it's just not me. And I think the way I've explained it and it doesn't really make sense to people who like basketball because there's an argument for other sports. But I just hate the fact that like for betting purposes, I feel like you can always just tune into basketball fourth quarter when there's like 10 or like eight minutes left and you get the whole vibe of the game immediately. You can just uh -huh. 
cut out all that other BS, go right to the fourth quarter. But I feel like in baseball and in soccer, for example, you really can't just cut out the beginning because if there's a home run in the first inning, nothing the rest of the game, you miss all the action. So, yeah. um, and that's, that's very true. I should try to bet on NBA, but I I kind of lean into that being a hater on it at this point now. It's funny because that's what the community says they want, right? But you're so averse to it that yeah, and that's interesting. Do you be true to yourself? Do you placate yeah. the community? That's uh, that's funny, dude. That's a tough. That's yeah, a tough decision. To make. It is. It's always the new people. I feel like there's a you get a first time chatter. They're feeling it. They're like, man, what a stream. You do NBA betting, and I'm like, uh. no. I don't do NBA betting. I'm sorry. That's the same thing. They'll pop in. Hey, can we talk some La Liga? I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, bro. I, <laughs> no, I, I don't like Italian food. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> hey, I gotta say thank you to Clue Three Ninety One, Aaron Duffy, and V Seven Ten for the follows, and Madtree uh, for the sub. That's two months Back now. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> a sub i appreciate that they've been subscribed for two months now and thank you for the gift of sub uh somebody said oh yeah mick is a legend he really is mick manager is great um so let's talk let's let's talk uh real quick do you watch basketball i know you don't like to wager on it do you do you watch i have tried to watch two different games this year when i eat (laughs) when i've been eating my dinner and both times i've just lost myself in my phone i just don't even look up it's so I, I really wish way? I liked football it. the same like American football no. the same way or you you can you're no no my sports go in order of MLB number one okay then NFL and then I will say NFL is above soccer but like it's about it could flip it could flip okay. I really do enjoy soccer now so yeah. why don't you in game MLB like that I know that's a little slower paced is it's got to be a little more difficult but if that's what you're passionate about because here's the thing. And I, I thought about this and I, you know, I'm like, I could probably do more straight line, streamlined sports, but I'm a stand up comic and I try to be funny. And if people, if that's not their vibe, if they just want me to talk fucking sports for three hours, there's shows that they could find to do that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to entertain you. I'm going to say some weird shit. I'm going to say some crazy shit. We're going to have a good time and we'll fit some sports in at the, at the same time. And so I want to attract those people that like that to this show, right? I, I don't want the straight meat sports guys. It, don't don't subscribe. Don't follow because you're going <laughs> to fucking hate the show and I'm going to hate you in the chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So why not do baseball, bro? If that's what you're passionate about, do that. No, you're, ac- your second, you're actually you're going to attract baseball like minded people. No, you're spot on. I think this year we will be probably talking about baseball way more on stream, especially nice. the day games that come on. Like I just uh, who doesn't love a good 1 p.m. noon baseball game in the middle of the week? It's just it's awesome. Uh, but we don't have a real job, so you actually get to watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's the only reason I didn't do it more so back then, or at least last year, was because I was still trying to get that view viewership up for the uh, for the partner push and all that. It was a big key in my mind, and I thought to myself. Does my man in Norway really care about the Cubs' first five run line? Like, I don't think he does. I don't think he will tune in anymore. So it's that's always the that was a debate. But I think what I have now, I feel I can go anywhere, and people will just hopefully, hopefully, I'm not gonna be cocky about it, but hopefully people will listen. Well, that's the thing, dude. They're 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 not. I mean, they're there for the wagering, but they're really there for you, right? Like, you could be the best in-game live soccer slash football better on the planet, but you were if you were a fucking dork or an idiot that nobody could stand to listen to and you had a voice like this and you're like i think i'm gonna money line the cops people like fuck this i can't do this this guy is awful you know what i mean or if you said oh every other word um uh uh like yeah so they're there for you just as much as they are 
for it's you know you're the content along with what the wagering is so damn that bro do the baseball hell do yeah the, i have do to the this baseball. year come on man i'll, <laughs> I'll watch I, I, you can help me make some money on baseball i love baseball that's my sport i love baseball uh so i'd be down for that but i'd probably be streaming but I, shit i might put you on the side and be like oh, hold on chat Fuck. I missed on that. That's that's forensics fault. That means he owes me three dollars. Um, <laughs> hey goat, thank you for the goat sixty nine. I like and uh, okay, I think I got them all. Um, there was something in the chat somebody said. Four love some lower England games. Yeah, God. we were talking about that. You, what's the weirdest shit you've ever bet on? The weirdest shit I've ever bet yeah. on. Oh man, well. This one's for the Europeans, but it's not. I was gonna say the hot dog eating contest, but that's not that weird anymore. That's like mainstream now. It really is. I've been, I've, I have bet on the Little League World Series. I was a lot younger back then, but I have bet on the Little League World Series. When did you? Am start? I allowed to say that on here? Yeah, you can. Let's <laughs> bet on these kids. When did yeah. you? Uh, when did you start uh, wagering and gambling? How old were you? I was in college. I was 21, I think. And my roommate at the time, well, it first started with, I won 50 bucks on daily fantasy sports and baseball. Had some crazy stack. It won 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, let me try sports betting out. My roommate told me how to sign up, all this stuff, put 50 bucks into a website. And the first thing I bet on, I could probably give everyone a million guesses. You will never guess the first sport I bet on. Ice skating. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a good guess, though. Right? Was, uh, <laughs> probably like a highlight or uh, shit, uh, cricket. No, that I, I did bet on cricket early on, though. It was uh, lacrosse. I bet no on like shit. Navy UNC lacrosse game. He loved betting on lacrosse for some reason, so we okay. bet lacrosse. That's that's great. I, yeah, I would have never guessed that. I was going <laughs> to say curling. I was trying to come up with some obscure shit, but that's that's pretty obscure. Um, so so okay. Well, I was going to ask you about trade deadline for NBA, but since you hate it so much and don't give a fuck, um, let's talk a little Super Bowl because I, I, I told you, we went, and we're running out. We, we're out of here at 5. Are you streaming today, by the way? No, you're, I'm you're not, no. Done. Okay, so I'm, I can be like, well, fuck it. I'll just raid you. <laughs> you, can <do> that. <laughs> you can have all these wonderful people, and we'll just raid you out. Um, right is wrong said lacrosse just started last week. Oh, shit. Uh, hold on. I'm looking for my care. Uh, yeah. Oh fuck! I'm out. I'm fresh out of care. Right is wrong. I'm star. I don't give a shit. Um, Super Bowl. Are you? Do you have some wagering that you're doing on that at least? Yeah. Yeah. So just like what I said before, like I just I'm not someone who can have a bet in my slip more than 24 hours. It just it eats really? at me. It's all I can't do it. It. I am someone. I don't know if you saw. I think you did see the Alabama bet I hit like later. Like that bet was made four minutes before the game started. Because that's just how, like I just don't like the wait. I don't. I like the rush of like we make the bet. It's time. So you're not doing it for the money, forensic. You're doing it for the adrenaline rush. I I think I am you at this really point. Are. You're just like, I just need that, that challenge. It's almost like, you know, people that choke themselves when they jerk off. You're just like, I'm, that's not even about the jerking off. It's about the choking at this point. That's you, isn't it? Just, it you is. Got the belt, you got the belt on. You're just wagering on the cross. Ah. You have a problem. You know what that's called? That's an addiction. You need to get help. <laughs> Addiction to the adrenaline. You're right. Yes, that's insane, dude. I I'll sit on a fucking bed. I'm you know I'll come up with my uh my my pick and I'll I'll do it like right away and then sit on it. But I'm always that cat where I'm like, but what if it goes? You know, if, if I got uh, I forget what I I think I took um 
Oh, I forget. But you know, like I'll get somebody at three and a half. And I'm like, but what if I could have got three? That hook could kill me. And then I'm always second guessing it. And then I wait too long and it goes to four. And I'm like, ah, I should have got it at three and a half. It sucks, man. I, that's the part no, where I'm does. like, I just do it. As soon as I make up my mind, I place the bet. I can't wait. And you're the opposite, right? You'll sit there and wait, Complete. wait, wait, right up to the man. That's I have my football betting or yeah, my NFL betting channel going crazy with props and stuff. And I just told myself, you know what? I'll look at it in a bit. I'll look like I'll look at it later. Just I just can't your, right now. Your NFL betting channel. You have a channel or something? Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Like my discord, like a oh. discord channel for for just NFL. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, Cece. Thank you, sweetie. I love you, boo boo. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I hope she said I got to run and tan the girls for the weekend. Just kidding. Cece, do not show your titties in Mardi Gras for free. Like get at least get beads or something. All right. Um, I totally, I'll show my titties for beads. That's, uh, um, <laughs> so what are you, what are you looking at for, for uh super bowl? First of all, how do you see the game going just in general? And then we'll talk some wagering, but, uh, what are your thoughts on the game in general? I have probably the hardest decision to make here because I am a, th- there's my own mental narrative. Forget the game narrative. I have a mental one here. I love Jalen hurts, Alabama. I love, uh, Devonte Smith, Alabama. And I love Landon Dickerson. I live pretty very close to philly like very close to philly i hate these people respectfully i cannot stand these eagles fans just in my ear nonstop. and the same people and i'm not joking the same people who did not want jalen hurts to start this year are the same people telling me now dude we got the best team bro like all this stuff and it's like come on man um i don't think so factual right yeah one of these sons of bitches believed in jalen hurts before right he's a bum then you can't win with a running quarterback. Like, okay. That's and I'm addicted hilarious. to Philly radio. I'm like fully addicted to Philly radio. I love listening to sports radio in Philly. Whenever I'm in my car, I don't listen to music. It's just Philly radio because you just got to hear what these guys and what the people are calling in and saying. So as of right now, um, the last week, all I've heard is uh, how they're going to feel when they win the second one, how awesome it's going to be. There's not a single person who's concerned. Not a Nobody? single person I've heard concerned. No. Uh, but to go back to your question, uh, just just because I can't do anything Eagles, I want the Chiefs to win. So it's not about do I think the Chiefs win? It's I want the Chiefs You're to win. Cheer, yeah. And I, I'm just so emotionally driven towards the Chiefs winning that I've convinced myself that Andy Reid, Mahomes are just the better coach and the better quarterback. And for those reasons, the Chiefs are going to win. But I really think the Eagles have the more complete team. I would sadly. agree with you in that regard. And uh, Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes are probably better than uh, uh, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. But like you said, the rest of that Eagles team is really deep. That front seven on the defense, stout. Um, and that that I think it's going to make for a really good game uh, more than anything. I think it's going to be a fun game. If Are you wagering on the game or are you just t- sitting this one out? No, no, I'll definitely be wagering on it right now. I, I mean, at some point, I'm going to start putting the props in. In game do or the, before? No, no, for the fun props, like the coin flip, the Gatorade, color, oh, okay. I'll probably do that right beforehand. But actually, it's funny. I do not like live betting in play for NFL. I think the books are just smarter than you, like smarter than me. Like they're just smarter. Like they, you can think the game is going a certain way in the NFL, and all it takes is one pass interference, one holding call, one pick six, and yeah. everything changes. So I can't. I just tell myself – you're not that guy. Like now, you're not that guy when it comes to NFL. <laughs> see, Ivan, Ivan's our uh one of our uh local degenerates here in the deckhead community, and he is terrible at wagering. He his <laughs> it, literally his name is always one team because 
in he's I think he's you know 35 years old and he's been fucking running parlays since he was five in 30 years he's never in a fucking parlay because he's always had one team that fucks him up and that's his literally his name it's a great uh, name he's got the shittiest <laughs> luck when it comes to this and that's so stop with the end games Ivan stop um so you're so you are you you're gonna do the the prop bet you're not gonna do uh either you know just on the teams themselves uh i will probably just end up betting on the chiefs because i don't think i could look myself in the mirror if i bet on the eagles and they lose i will not feel any better and if i bet on them to win and they win i'll still feel like a chump at the end of the day i'll just be like whatever like i I want the chiefs so um but if i had to as of right now talk about like just two player props that i've been really wanting to decide on it's like mckinnon receptions and um tony receptions but I've been getting these two alerts about Tony looking great in practice, Tony running around, big game plan for Tony. And I'm telling myself, like, why are they pushing out this, like, news on Tony? So, I don't know. I'm Who's that kind of skeptical. Who's sending out those alerts? Too. Where are you sleeper bo- sle- Sleeper alert. I don't know if you know Sleeper app. It's, like, this other fantasy football. Um, uh-huh. it's, an, it's, like, it's like Yahoo or, like, ESPN. It's called Sleeper. I use uh, they, footballguys.com. Yeah. They're, they're, I, get a, I get their daily newsletters and all this shit about games and mm-hmm. And fantasy, but they, you know, fantasy news is super important because it's really football news. It's just as it relates to players that matter the most, which is all anybody really wants to talk about anyway. So I have no problem getting info, news, and insight from fantasy folks because the shit's still about the game, right? Exactly. Uh, so that's what you use. It's called what? Sleeper? It's called Sleeper. Just the app's called Sleeper. Okay. It's where they host a bunch of fantasy football leagues, but their alerts are just very good. Ah, gotcha. And mm-hmm. they're they're talking about Tony a lot, huh? Yeah. Like the two, the, there's four alerts I got today. Derek Carr. T Higgins and then two Tony alerts. So I was like, what is going on here? Mm. Like for this specific game. That's the, is, that's the tough like, part. You're right. Is this smoke and mirrors or yeah. is this fact? Like, is this, is this a narrative being pushed or is this someone with their own eyes saying that? That's the, that's the exactly. tough part to read because exactly. then, yeah, you're like, Oh, well, they're just putting that out. So they key on the wrong guy and I ain't falling for that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, oh no, we got right is wrong. Had a question. You do know people that partner with betting apps are forced to put out three plays of the partner's choice a month. I'm just saying. I saw that TikTok. <clears throat> I know what he's talking about. Um. Oh, so you mean if like if if let's say forensic for example partnered up with uh who is who would it be like um I don't know like uh, MGM FanDuel yeah, then you would have to do three picks for them. Like what does he? Yeah, I don't understand was, what he's saying. What does what does he mean? There was this video going around. I don't want to drop the 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 who it was, but it was a certain uh, sponsor, certain sports book that was you know reaching out to creators and saying, "Hey, put out this video for every like you get, we'll give you a dollar." And as a TikTok person, that's an insane amount of money. Yeah. Uh, but their <sighs> but their rules are like what right is wrong just said, where you have to put out a choice of like these three plays that they choose for you. And there's no going against it. So you're not a you're not a better anymore. You are just I don't want to yeah. call it like a puppet, but like a little bit but of a you puppet. Are. A little, yeah, ah, literally. So and they know they know these are probably likely to not hit or at least work in the book's favor. Right. Oh wow. That's shitty. That's dirty pool. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me though. That doesn't surprise me. I think they're trying to come up with innovative ways. And it also wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of people take them up on it, because there are a lot of people that don't give a shit about their communities or who follows them. They are just in this for the money. And uh, that's when you it's fuck funny. up. 
because the guy who exposed them, every, like there's so many comments who goes, would have just taken the deal, to be honest. Would have just taken the deal. Should have just taken the deal. <laughs> Everyone's like, should have really? just taken the deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I fucked up. There's way more money yeah. than I'm getting now. Fuck. I should have sold out. Hey, yeah. Listen, man. Something to be said for selling out. Yeah, you're right, Jared Taylor. Influencer. Love that. Uh, dude, this was awesome, man. So, so you've got any uh, any any last minute advice uh, when it comes to wagering on the Super Bowl that you want to share with uh, the communities? Specifically to wagering on the Super Bowl, honestly, just make bets and just have fun with it. Obviously, you put a, put as much money into it as you're willing to lose. That's like my number one tip on yeah, betting to right. just anybody, no matter who you are, what you do, how much you have. Just see it as a hobby. Just see it as a hobby at first. Like like you go hiking, you go to the movies, you spend 20 bucks here, 40 bucks there. It's the only hobby you can make money on, but just remember, you just want to put in the money that you're willing to lose first. That's that's, that's a tip. That's brilliant advice. Dude, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And 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 like I said, man, I also want to say thank you for sharing your community with me when you guys raid. It's always dope. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope I get to return the favor as much as you do for me. So, um, and yeah, let's let you and I sit down and chat one day uh, about Patreon and whatnot. I think we could come up with some really cool ways that you can actually, um, you know, uh, 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 come up with some ideas that are that are beneficial to your community and you both. And that's that's really the key. So, happy for to sure. And I wanted to say thank you for being so nice to me early on when I was streaming, when I came in here and I had questions about the Twitch Accelerator Sports Program. I remember all of that. You were very, very kind to me, and I want everyone to know that. Barry's been OG supporting before any of the uh, immediate growth from TikTok, so he was very nice to me, got me set up, got me in, and it's appreciated. Well, happy to do it, man. I, I, I'm always here to help folks to get started, and uh, I can see you you were going to take off, so it was a no-brainer, man. I, I appreciate you. Y'all, that's Forensic Tills. Make sure you go follow him at iForensic on Twitter. That's what I have on the screen, but it's Forensic Tilts here on um, uh, Twitch. And one more time, can, can one of the mods please give him a shout-out? So for those of you damn dirty deckheads that are not following his channel, go follow, go watch, go support. Homie, I appreciate you, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. I'll talk to you. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, that is Forensic Tilts, and that is another edition of the show. Uh <laughs> Like Trent's mother, <laughs> dude. That is that is outstanding. <laughs> Does Trent know you exist? I mean, I know he knows his mom. Okay, this is that is hilarious. Uh, that's outstanding. Yay, man. Thanks to my buddy Forensic Tilts. That was outstanding. That was awesome. Uh, that was a great interview. I had a good time with him. I hope you guys will support him. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Thank you to the the four community, the four pack, and, and the Forensic Tilts community for coming in and hanging out. I hope you guys enjoyed the stream. I hope some of y'all followed, and you'll come back when he's not streaming and hang out with us in the damn dirty decades. Uh, and hey, look, I appreciate all the follows. Thank you for the hype trains. Thank you for the love, decades. You guys are amazing, and this doesn't happen without you every single day. Alex, I appreciate you. Ivan, thank you, buddy. All right, we got one more tomorrow. Don't forget, I know our normal schedule is Monday through Thursday. I was off yesterday. We're doing a show tomorrow. It's going to be two hours on the public, and then a private Patreon hour for hour number three. I'm efforting Raheel Ramzanali at some point to join me in chit-chat and shoot the shit. We'll see how that goes. Regardless, we're going to have a good time. And uh, I promise you I'll have all of my shit lined out for Super Bowl picks and wagering and bets and all that shit. So we'll go over that as well. All right. Until I see you tomorrow, have a great night. Do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind.
kind. And most importantly, love each other. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. All right, do we have a raid? Are we raiding anybody? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. No. Who should we? Should we, should we raid? Hey, man, thank you guys for the kind words. Uh, see you, Jacob. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> ah, let me see. Let me check the sports channel real fast. Oh, there's way more people over here that I follow that are on. Eric Griffin, Daniel Freak, Amon Green is streaming. Ben Verlander. Let's go raid Ben. You guys want to go raid Ben Verlander? Baseball guy. Let's go raid him. Even though his brother is the enemy now. You want to raid Ben? Yeah, why not? Oh, he's just started. Or is he playing? Oh, no, he, he just started. Yeah, let's go raid Ben. Let's do that. You guys down to raid Ben Verlander? Huh? 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 Hey, thank you for the follow, Jaja. I think I said that right. Did I? I hope. All right, we're going to raid Ben. Yeah, let's do it, uh, Justin. Let's raid Ben. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hang tight. There goes the raid. All right, everybody pile in. Come on. 25. Come on, we could do 30, right? We could Oh, there you go. There's 30. All right. Awesome. Bye guys. Love y'all. Mwah! And he's making a YouTube video.